3D6 Down the Line. Hey everybody, welcome back to 3D6 Down the Line. We're continuing our Mega Dungeon Crawl of the Halls of Arden Vool. It's episode 33, using the Old School Essentials Assistant by Gavin Norman. I am John, I am the referee. Going around the horn, we have... I am Mike, the Dwarf Gorand. Gorand the Dwarf? Yes. <laughs> it works both ways. I'm Gorin with the mic. Oh. Uh, I'm David. I'm playing uh, <laughs> Onweir, uh, the illusionist. Uh, stirrer of shit. Killer of friends. I don't know, man. Your <laughs> title is up for grabs, bro. Your title is up for grabs. I wonder by whom. Uh, uh, my name is Matt. I play uh, Avaricios, the left hand of Licio. Thank you very much. Uh, he is a uh, fifth level cleric and uh, ready for some trouble. And I'm Ted. I'm playing a level three goblin named Mortis J. Gobliano, who I hope will soon be a fourth level goblin due to his Mort the Munificent. That's right. Munificence. He's going to, well, you'll get to, we'll get this in a second. Okay. I don't want to be level three anymore. So it is the 22nd of Ligarios. Um, we had ended the session saying that they were going to be back on top of the plateau after the visit to Gosterwick. However, in the intervening week, they've all decided that they had a whole shit ton of stuff that they actually still wanted to do in Gosterwick. So, so welcome back to Gosterwick, everybody. Um, so the adventure continues in town. Uh, so first of all, um, going back to Gosterwick, the first thing we want to get done is Mark wishes to uh, donate funds in order to... For purely self-serving reasons, actually. So we're going to <laughs> use the, um, my, well, not mine. I, I cribbed it and adjusted it on my own, but um, uh, carousing rules, which contain philanthropy. So uh, philanthropy, um, really quick, I don't think we've done it in this uh, campaign real quick, um, is a less risky way to do carousing, um, where you're actually donating money in order to get XP, guaranteed XP, but um, you have much less of a risk of bad things happening. In fact, you have total control over whether or not you want the chance of bad things happening. So um, in a town, which is what Gosterwick is, you must spend a minimum of 600 GP in order for it to qualify as... Um, philanthropy and then you gain 80 percent of the gp that you spend in xp guaranteed no matter what so that is your minimum spend ted but you can spend more if you spend <coughs> double the minimum so if you spend 12 <coughs> if you spend 1200 gold pieces you'll get 80 percent of that in xp but in addition you have to roll on the philanthropic consequences chart which has basically an equal chance of being really good or being good or bad, basically. Um, uh, but not, but even the bad and the good are nowhere near as like, as far as an extreme as what can happen on the carousing mishaps table. Okay. So that's why they're called consequences, not necessarily mishaps. You know what I mean? So what would you like to spend? I will spend the, well, okay. I need 150 experience points. Okay. So I'm going to spend the, <laughs> this is Nosferatu. Hello. <laughs> okay, be off with you. Yeah. Um, yes, six hundred gold pieces, please, for eighty uh, percent XP, which will level me up to level four goblin. Great. Okay, so Mort uh, very best drops. kind of goblin to be. Yeah. Uh, good man drops everything. Uh, drops the minimum amount, um, and goes all to the soup kitchens and. No, I want to donate it to the uh, the, the Church of Lucreon. The Church Wait, of Lucreon. what? Lucreon? 
That's well, he's doing bastard. all these good works in town now with all of the the money he's giving to the poor. It's very generous of him. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. The god is blessed. The god of wealth has blessed this town recently. Blessed so. this town. I'm going to uh, I'm going to pay a little of that back into the into the wealth fund of Lucreon. Okay. They, they know not what they do. I know I don't. It's true. Okay, so, so you're going to gain 480 XP, Mort, which um, does put you over the thing, and you are in a safe haven, so we can level you up. Um, so uh, it's a big. this is a big level for Mort. This is level four for Mort, which means it is a bracket jump. Um, we have seen everyone... Well, we haven't seen how Onward do it yet, but <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, first things first, uh, let's roll for hit points. Is a D6 for um, goblins, right? Poor goblin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David, we couldn't it. hear you if that was if you were talking about. Okay, go ahead, Ted. Roll. Yeah, you got no sound out of David there. Uh, in the meantime, I'll roll a D6 for hit points. And I, I'm sorry to say that I do have a minus one on this roll due to the uh, <clears throat> the bad upbringing poor Mortis had. With, didn't get enough protein and vitamins when he was little, so... All right, that's a respectable roll. I'm going to take go. four new hit points. Nice. You rolled a five like on the die, everyone. Okay, great. Um, in addition, uh, you are going to increase your attack bonus by two. Sweet. You also gain weapon mastery. So your die goes up, your damage die goes up, so you're now, um, you're now dealing um, D8 damage with whatever weapon you, you use. The pin of Laryl. And in addition, your um, saving throws go down a lot, actually. Sweet. All right, I'll get all this filled in. Um, <clears throat> best 600 gold uh, uh, we ever spent. Yep. Testing. Can oh. you guys hear me? Uh, yes. We can. Uh, just uh, give, us, good. give us one moment there, folks. We'll be right back. All right, just fixing your quick little audio hiccup there. All right. Uh, okay, so... Welcome to level four Mort, which is great. All right. Uh, next up is Gorand um, has decided that he also wants to get on the whole retainer party. Um, so he is actually picked up in the slums and sewers and back alleyways of Gosterwick. Uh, a, a very, very nasty person. Um, his, his name is Atticus. Not to judge. His name is Atticus Skullface, and he's called that because he has no nose, because leprosy has basically caused it to drop off. Um, he ha he wears bandages around his head because he has um, horrible lesions and um, that uh, kind of, what do you call that, deadening of the flesh, right, where it becomes kind of crusty and gross. So um, uh, he's a, a foul person. He's not a, not a good guy. Um, not just the looks. He's just a kind of a shitty guy. But he's a thief. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a shitty thief. I don't like having a shitty thief in your party. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, that, that the, how we sometimes like all share a room like great buddies. We even want to rethink that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Goran felt pressured by the, um, extreme generosity of the other play of the other, uh, members of the party. And, um, so, this uh, real shit kicker is actually getting 10 gold a day as well. <laughs> I, let, let it be known that Anwir is just just looking from the distance at all of them. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. I don't know, man. I couldn't have him finding out that somebody else is getting paid more because he's like a chaotic thief. Yeah, he'd be pissed and he'd steal our stuff. He'll backstab your ass. Okay, so um, 
the he's pretty much uh, as far as everyone go can go to our new website 36downtheline.com and see the character sheet for Atticus um, but uh, just so everyone who's watching knows he's pretty much decent at all of the thief skills except for pickpockets that's the one that he does not focus on that um, in addition uh, they have decided to outfit their retainers so the new one that Avaricious got was Elizabeth she was purely a serving um, maid beforehand so she came with nothing so Avaricious had to outfit her with some basic stuff Coswallop and Atticus also got a slight retrofit in additions to what their normal um, out, uh, outlay was. So, uh, but we're not going to go over everything. But they they are fully supplied and armed and armored with um, adventuring gear. Um, in addition, Samantha is now wielding Set's Bane, the halberd which they had put in the rarities factor and have retrieved. So, the Man Weeper has gone back to the rarities factor. Is that correct? Okay, yes. so Seth's Bane is the really sweet halberd, so everyone knows it is uh, by default a halberd plus one. Um, and uh, because Samantha is lawful, everything else kicks in with that halberd, which means that it's uh, 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 for her, when she wields it, it's plus two. And then it's plus three versus evil clerics specifically, and then even more specifically, it's plus four against clerics of Set. So it's basically a halberd that was made by the Thothian priesthood to defeat their worst enemies in the Empire, which were the Setites. Um, so she's wielding that. Um, in addition, uh, for talking of badass weapons, um, Goran has decided that he wants to identify Klavim, which was the spear that they retrieved from way back in the day in the ghoul, the hidden ghoul caverns um, to the west of uh, the Halflings area. Um, Klavim was the name on the spear. And uh, spending the 200 goals at the Arcane Practitioners Guild, they discover that it is a spear plus one, um, but once per day, it can shrink to the size of a lockpick. And it can open any mundane, non-magical lock, bypassing any traps. Whoa, that's great. Yeah, once a day. Yeah, that was yeah. that was worth identifying. Mundane, cool. non-magical. And Clavem is just like a, a poor Latin translation of, can anyone guess? Lock pick? Key. Lock. Key. Ah, key. Yeah. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and lastly, for Gosterwick, I believe, is that they divvied up some of the mortality potions that they took from Blondveg's lab. Um, mm -hmm. And so a smattering of PCs and retainers have uh, vials of mortality. Uh -huh. And just so the viewers remember, that is a nasty, nasty poison, but you have to think ahead. It is not something that you can really wield. Um, in combat and decide that it's a combat ender. Um, it has a 2d4 round onset. Um, and after that onset, it deals 20 damage straight up, um, but you can save for half. So it's either going to do 20 or 10, which is, in this edition of the game, brutal. Uh, okay. That's Gosterwick. I have... I, I did realize one thing. Forgive me. This is super easy. Going to bed. No, 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 no. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. Is this a game? Is this, this is, is this a bit? This yes, is the yes, other. Yes, Columbo. Please let me know what you like this to is, do. This is the other. The other kind of cleric stuff. I'm just gonna use my healing spells before going to bed. Okay. okay I've got them sure. right there. Roll I'm gonna top off. Roll I'm em. gonna do one. One for me. See if I can get him back up there. Hang on. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Now it's doing the zillion of them. Uh, how do I make this go away? Stop it. <laughs> I ruined it. It's going to roll 66. I don't want that many. Uh, how do I make that go away? Just take the two highest. It just, it just keeps going more. 
Make this go. I'm gonna close it. I'm gonna open it back up. Here we go. No, no, no. Do it too <laughs> my <many>. God. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I can, while we're here, I can, can I talk it. to you about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I can fix it. I got it. I got it back down to one. Okay. All right. All right. So Avarishos is back topped up. Great. That was I rolled a six on the die. And the second one is gonna be for Nyal. I don't think anybody else is missing any hit points. Here's the second one. And he got a I rolled a five, so that's six more to uh Nyal. Great. And that puts him we're all at full. We're all awesome. at full. Great. Okay. Sounds good. Um okay, the next day, can someone please roll two D six for me? Who's rolling? <laughs> Who's you got your dice out there, Matt. Why don't you go okay, ahead? Okay, okay, okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I know how to. I know how to roll multiple dice now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, that's a ten. A ten. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, we don't see this oh. one often. It's pouring rain. <laughs> it's a miserable day as you make your way back to Ardenvool. Really, really. You need gross. to do a little shopping for umbrellas, John. And <laughs> uh, okay. So, <clears throat> so you. Um, head back uh, out of the Imperial Gate, wind, wind your way around Toady Lake up the Imperial Road. Um, you, By the time you reach the construction project uh, at the, uh, the the gate that's being built there by the falls, um, you are completely soaked through and absolutely miserable. Um, all work has ceased today because of the rain, and the guards are basically wearing like um, seal skin, and they are huddling underneath what few eaves they've actually been able to build. Um, and look and wave you through miserably as you kind of flash miserably your badges to get back. Um, and you make your way up to the Arden Vader, and uh, uh, everything is very, very quiet in the pouring rain. Like the thunder of the falls and the, the thunder of the pouring rain are the only sounds that you can hear as you make your way back up in uh, Debouche onto the top of the plateau. Um, so by the time you get there, it is about 1 p.m. Um, and you are planning to go straight down the boulevard and head straight to the broken head. Is that right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. our, uh, we had noticed that the, um, that baboons in our last delve had been like up and scavenging around overnight. Uh -huh. So we're thinking that maybe it might increase our chances, um, uh, of running into fewer of them. If they're nocturnal, we don't know, but we're going to, we're going to start at dawn, uh, with our next delve to, okay. to get started. right. All right. Are you moving at what? 90 or 120? 90. We're at 90. Uh, we're at 90. 90. Okay. So it's going to take about seven turns um, for you to get across the city. Um, and there is a slight chance of bad shit happening. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please be the dragon. Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Everything is okay. It looks like um, all the uh, sentient beings are smarter than you and have decided to stay out of the rain. Um, mm -hmm. And you make your sodden way up through the um, the stones, the broken stones of the main path, um, past the pyramid, um, and past the gate. the 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 uh, <coughs> The north gate is still guarded by both men from the inn and also a couple of wine dark cohort members um, who look just as miserable as the knights of the azure shield down below, um, and they wave you through to the inn. The inn also pouring rain, so there's not a lot of people out. Uh, when you get in, you can see that, however, Kronos and Estelle, Estelle is quietly behind the bar. Kronos seems to be in a little bit of a better mood, um, and he's kind of moving and bustling around and sort of doing a little bit of small projects inside now that it's raining out, so it's kind of forced to do that. He welcomes you guys back. Um, everyone who is at the inn staying is basically there in the common room, just trying to stay warm and dry. 
Um, so the statue brokers are there. There is a couple of peddlers and merchants. There's a couple of um, whiskin. Um, they're not adventurers, but they're sort of like like wanderers. Like they, they kind of come from the north and they're just kind of like trying to see other cultures and things like that. You know, they've heard and they kind of want to test their metal here sort of thing. You know, so they're, uh, but they're not true adventurers. Um, and then you, um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a relatively crowded um, and it's a little bit stanky because it's humid. Um, and Cronus welcomes you back. Um, he says that he definitely, he's like, I made the right decision getting those, uh, the wide dark cohort. I think I scared Whip Trimmer off. I bet it was a quiet night. Then here, after that little incident with the goblin that you walked in on, I haven't seen hide nor hair of any of them. Uh, clearly, Wick Tremor is intimidated by your great strength and charisma, my friend. That must be it. <laughs> I mean, it, must- it, 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 is, it is a long way up here in the in the rain. It's probably not worth his time anyway. I think you. I think you're doing really good. These guys are tough. I mean, we know them pretty well. Well, Estelle's still got her heart set on going and making things right with Wick Trimmer. So one of these days, I'll ask you to take her down, back down to Gulsterwick. In the meantime, sure, sure. He, he like he does like a little mock salute to like a dark figure in the corner who can only be mm-hmm. Bergdorf. Bergdorf Goodman. All right, um, who just sort of. He kind of cocks his head a little bit and kind of looks at Kronos really carefully. But is his name really Bergdorf Goodman? No, his name is Bergdorf. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was was literally going to be like, "Uh, that sounds familiar. (laughs) His name is Bergdorf, though. Uh, Okay. Uh, Does he carry a Macy? So by the time you get into the inn, it is, um, uh, it'd be a little bit after 2 p.m. Yeah. So. but your the whole point of doing this is so that you can start fresh in the day, right? Okay. So, uh, assuming that you don't want to do anything for the rest of the day, you just want to kick back, mm-hmm. stay out of the rain. Do we you want to warn uh, Captain Bergdorf about um, what we think the goblins actually are? Yeah, I think David should do that. He's more yeah. personable than us. I vote David. All those in favor? <laughs> hey, all right. I, I abstain. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, when, when the rain's really pouring heavy, I'll, uh, grab a couple beers at the bar and I'll slink over, uh, you know, shatter to shadow, kind of, you know, Scooby Doo style to Bergdorf, uh, and, and, and slide him a beer and say, uh, this reminds me of my hometown, uh, and y'all tuck it, rainy town, fishermen everywhere. <laughs> Don't um, care. Didn't ask. Ooh. In that case, in that case, I take the beer I, I slid to him. <laughs> Am I hearing something about? Oh, it's it's my yeah. Kids. I can hear the kids. <laughs> I was like, uh, I have I have um, some foley work going on for the bar sounds. Um, okay, so in that case, I take the beer and I I you know it's a kind of mid gesture towards him, and I take it right back to myself and I take a big. <laughs> holding both of my beers intermittently slipping between either and i'll say i'll tell you what friend i've uh uh as as perhaps some of your company know uh had my fair bit of experience down in the dungeon and uh we hired uh, your folk to clear uh, uh some halfling pests fleas really not much more easy to do um and in their in their stead, it appears uh, goblins from beneath have 
taken root. I have a sneaky suspicion that, though I uh, uh, admire uh, his vigilance, uh, uh, those goblins may not be wick trimmers, but in fact, uh, from the deep. Uh, do you have any sense or intel on this? Have your men been scouting around and seeing their movements? Oh, we had a we had a feeling that that was probably the case, but we've been mm. hired to kill goblins. I see a goblin, I'll kill one. Hey, I guess you took. <laughs> I guess you. I, I, it, I hear. I hear. Uh, I, I hear <laughs> Mort say that, and and kind of look at him and look back at Mort and go. I'll let you know if we ever need it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looks like, like, like really seriously. You need like, nods. He's like, okay, sure, you let me know. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I, I uh, pat him on the back and I, I go on my way. Keep it quick. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Can, um, I John, one, can I ask one question? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, oh my God, my brain is blanking on the barkeep's name. Uh, Kronos. Kronos. Did Cronus actually specify why he thought Wick Trimmer was after him? Did he mention the the W on the barrel, or did he just say, "I think Wick Trimmer's after me"? Uh, well, we know now. I don't think he divulged that. I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Before before I uh, leave the the guard again, I want to make this quick. Uh, I just want to be like, do you, do you know why he's so fixated on Wick Trimmer? What did he tell you? Uh, he didn't tell. He just hired. Said that this, <laughs> he said some powerful. I like you, man. <laughs> he, he just got shrugs and he's like, he just said that some goblin, some big goblin down in Gosterwick was going to be after him, and that he'd probably be bringing mm-hmm. goblin friends. And um, and then I asked him if he wanted me to be sure about who I was killing. He said, no. If it looked like a <laughs> goblin, kill it. Hey. And I said, uh, how much you paying us? And he said this amount, and I said that will do. Uh, I like you, my friend. You're straight to the point. Yeah, and you know, I never could trust a barkeep. You never know what secrets they hold. Mm. Uh, I'll let you know if we ever, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the money's good, but I'll be happy when the job's done. This place stinks. <laughs> sure. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it that. Okay. Uh, so you while away the rest of the day in the rain, I assume, and then you go to bed. <laughs> um, you guys have not paid in advance, though. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so let's see what the the old fee is here. So, um, you want just the bunk room? Uh, I would not like to sleep with Skullface. We get okay. enough, like separate. Well, maybe the the hirelings can all sleep in the bunk room. Uh, and That's the rest probably of a good idea. A nice place. Okay, so a um, every person that wants to stay in the bunk room is going to cost a gold. If you want to stay in a private room, it's going to cost you three. Okay, I'll stay in the bunk room. Is everyone else staying in a private room? <clears throat> uh, I would I'll like to stay, stay where room. I don't, I don't where, care. Uh, wherever Skullface is not. I, no, I, no, Mort, Mort, go, go, stay in the private room. Do do your thing. I I prefer the bunk. The bed's a little harder. Uh, you know, go spend time friends this is it's not a big deal i just need to know like how much money is being spent so how about this john well I'm if, something if, john, I give, so that's why. if i give chronos 15 gold to cover food and rooms for everybody is that enough uh yes it is yeah fine okay that's everybody covered we all eat we drink we okay. sleep great all right uh nothing happens over the night um please roll me uh, another weather check who's rolling I got it. 2d6? Yep. 
I'm going to say one thing to all of the uh, the pilings in the bunk room since I'm there alone. I'm going to say um, expediting this. How much to pay you? Ten gold each. Ah, yeah, that's pretty good, I suppose. Well, you things bastard. get really hairy, and I need your help. Remember that I've got a hell of a lot more than ten gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm planting the seed for a. Uh, <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Expeditious retreat. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the uh, uh, weather, um, the uh, it's a perfect day after a storm, right? One of those perfect, you know, clear, crisp days. So it's a clement and, and cheery day. Um, and it is now the 23rd of Ligarios. Oh, it's the 24th, John. That's the 24th because we, we stayed that extra day uh, <clears throat> to the level up. Okay. Oh, my God. Did you guys just correct the GM? No. I did. I just piled on. No. I'll, I'll live. I just did okay. some bookkeeping is all. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So now we can start um, in the real time sort of situation. Now that you are all cut up with your downtime, it is time to get back to the dungeon. So right. um, you guys uh, command a montage and you put the black underneath your eyes and all that sort of shit and strap on your gear and um, you uh, head back out. Um, this The group now is quite large we have uh four pcs and we have um a lot of retainers so we have yost codswallop samantha the red elizabeth Nyal, and atticus skullface so that is six six additional bodies that will um xp will be divided amongst but it will vastly increase your survivability you hope that, that is if they so, live. <laughs> that is so optimistic, John. Yeah, that is so optimistic. I have faith. Okay, so you have a, a, a ten-person party, fully okay. strapped and ready to rock. Um, head out, um, and down uh, out out through the north gate you go. Um, and where do you go? Let me know. And uh, our our goal was to leave as early as possible, mm -hmm. so like right yeah. right at dawn. We're still yep. heading out. So we'll say it's six a.m. Can you change up the map on Albert, please? What do you want it to? <clears throat> oh. Okay. I would think, at least. And Dang. so, uh, so I, for the for the viewers at home, <laughs> we did so much discussion on Discord over the last few days, and yet I don't know that we're still quite settled on our entrance. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we picked. Yeah, we were going to go down the, the main... Uh... I take no responsibility for that yeah. indecision. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think so, that's a self-report, Ted. <laughs> well, maybe so. Uh, I, I think everybody else wants to go down the, the, the main pyramid with the goblins in it. Is that yeah. what you all want? That was uh, our original entrance. That's the plan. That's oh, the plan. They're, they're, they're our pals. They like us. Best friends. Did you buy a fruit basket? Uh, Maybe we should get a keg of whiskey from Kronos or something. That's a good idea, actually. Oh, that yeah. is a really good idea. Goblins are hilarious. Let's do that. <clears throat> Goblins do love to abuse alcohol. It's true. All right. Uh, How much would Kronos charge us for a little pony keg of whiskey or something? Uh, I don't know. 30. 20 gold? 30. 30 gold? Okay. All right. Keg of rot gut. That's heavy as shit. I, I, it's a cask yeah. and it's full. So that's going to be a three slot item. Uh, we, can, we can do it. We're going to give it to the goblins right away. So, yeah. 
New York, New York can carry it. It's no problem. <laughs> also, Yost okay. probably doesn't have a lot that he's carrying either, right? Yost uh, has does have some room and probably fit that thing under one arm. There you go. Let's do it. No, I'll carry it on my shoulder so you can see the bicep. It'll be like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. admire those lats. Yeah. Wow, that V shape. Ooh. Yeah. Does it strike anybody else that we we killed the halflings and they would ask for less than this? Yeah. <laughs> we to, okay. I'm just. We did have that conversation several times. <laughs> okay. I don't regret a single thing. I'm glad they're dead, and I hope they rot now. <laughs> they had to die. They had to die. <laughs> okay. I've been, I've been so... thirsty for their blood since the first time we met them. I, I, I'm very pleased. You so know, t- the thing is, really, is that the death of the halflings really lands in John's lap because if he hadn't played. Roz Kelly and Plumthorne so well, <laughs> we wouldn't have hated them so much. It's true. It's true. Uh, okay, so uh, does carrying the cast drop Yost down to sixty? Um, let's see it's here. A, you said it's, I can carry the cast and I'll still be at one twenty. It's three slots. Wait, Easy. It's three three slots. No, Yost can carry it. No problem. Okay, so moving at ninety takes you three turns to get from the end to the to the yeah. pyramid. So uh, okay. in a half hour, you make your way to the pyramid. Um, you go up top yeah. and you um, go back down, um, and uh, you do not see any creatures the next day, um, except for way off in the southwest. You do see a winged figure against sort of against the sun, really, um, but that uh, seems to be just circling its tower. Um, anyways, you go back down, and that takes another hour. So an hour and a half later, that puts you at seven thirty in the morning. You debouche into the room, uh, into the main room. So let me start the clock. Uh, John, I would like to use, because I have some, just uh, clogging up my inventory. I would like to um, uh, use uh, torches on the way down. So. Uh, All right, so like one, one torch would immediately be, so just take it right off your inventory because that's that would be gone by the time you um, get to the bottom. Great. Um, and then at that point, do you turn, uh, you Turn on a lantern. Uh, let's keep burning yes. torches. <clears throat> oh, you want to keep? Well, let's let's save. The... Okay, so who's got the? Is it Avery who's carrying a torch? Um, no, uh, no, that is Elizabeth's uh, job. Okay, so make sure you note um, t- uh, take off um, take off a torch from her inventory or from whoever whoever is giving it to her, and then that will end here. That is Liz's torch. Got it. It is 7.30 in the morning, um, and when you head down, uh, and you expect to, so you've been down this debouchement numerous times under numerous circumstances. However, so it's something a little bit different whenever you come through the end, uh, the bottom of the steps as you move through. Um, uh, actually, you would see it before you hit it, so let me know. Um, as you have your torch out, and Elizabeth is probably... <laughs> Probably not like the first one there in, the, in line, but she's probably like behind Avaricios or something, right? And so the torch sort of goes over his shoulder and illuminates something that is actually obscuring the entire entrance to the, the large room. And that happens to be like slightly swaying multiple drapes of twine, almost like a beaded curtain. Uh-huh. Right? Love it. That's sort of Fair covering enough. it. And and it's just lightly <laughs> swaying in like the, the general draft that's being created by your guys' movement. Um, and uh, you can see that it's sort of backlit by the existing sconces that are still there, uh, the torch sconces in the room beyond. Um, and you can see the statue in the darkness beyond and all that kind of stuff through the beaded curtain. But um, but you can tell that you cannot really move through it without actually um, jangling that curtain. When you sure. get when you get close to it with a torch, you can actually see that it is strung 
kind of haphazardly, but obviously, like if anyone had movement, they would just sort of bang together um, a sequence of uh, tiny little bells, like rusted brass bells. In addition, uh, interspersed is a whole bunch of what appear to be tiny white oblong pieces, white and yellowish. And when you get really close, you can see teeth, teeth, halfling bones. Uh-huh. Yeah, quite small teeth. Yeah, perfect and square teeth. Are there any gold caps? Does anything I can like? <laughs> yeah, there might be. A, there might be a gold to a gold, gold cap on you. I kind of. I mean, is is there is it possible for me to knife one off without making noise, just so I can have a trophy from the halflings? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll say it's, we'll say it's worth a gold. It's just for me. <laughs> Halfling tooth. Okay. Uh, it might it might be from Dalton's darlings, bro. Uh, if it is, oh. it's still it's still oh. mine, baby. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and say, "Aho, goblin friends, we bring whiskey." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hear like some chattering coming from a distance. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like from like like over near the sure. portcullis on the eastern side, like um, and uh, you see like kind of come loping out a, a few a few go- uh, guards, goblins with spears, and they see you, and they're like, "Oh, it's you! It's you! You bottleneck friend! Uh, come through! Come through! Get, do no harm! Do no harm! It's just a just let us know. Perfect. It's a doorbell! The doorbell!" I'm gonna ge- I'm gonna gesture <laughs> at my muscly friend and say, uh, "Though he is unseemly and large and a bit too." Uh, Pallid uh, in complexion, he brings whiskey on our behalf for you, little ones. Ah, <clears throat> no deception then. You actually have it. I see it. Ah, the big man carries it. Um, yes, come no forward. Deception. Come, no deception. No deception. Come forward. Yoke will uh, happily bring it through and uh, set it down and give it a good thump on the side to show that it's full. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it's like they do like a little capering dance when they like they start to cackle and they're like, oh, they're, they're, you know, um, and they, they're they're You can see them like their eyes get big and they're kind of closing there and then they think twice about it and they go uh, they go scampering back and they bring bottleneck back out um, as well, who um, uh, bottleneck um, is now wearing what his idea of regalia is. You know, so, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it, it's obviously that he's just, um, he's either decided for himself that he is now the person in charge of this particular level, or maybe he's been given that honor by Killick, who you still have yet to meet. Um, but whatever, he, he assumes that he is like the leader up here. So he has actually um, he has actually decked himself out with uh, like retrofitted pieces of the darlings. So it's, it's like a little bit uh, uh, off-putting, uh, you know what I mean? Like you can see like a a grieve that you recognize from um from uh, uh a guy I've forgotten their names already <laughs> uh, from the from the from the cleric and uh, from the you meat know. shield. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was her name? Uh, bits and pieces of the robes and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, uh, he comes out and he he has sort of like not as much of that sort of um. Uh, sneaky at, like uh, attitude that he had at the beginning. You know, he's like he's trying to put on like a more regal pose. You know, he's like, oh, it's so good to see you again. Uh, the invitation still stands. Killick is dying, dying to meet you. The big boss of the wet cave. Yes, indeed. Anytime you want, just come this way. Is that what you're here for? Soon we will. Soon, soon, my friend. But he wants to now, show his we... gratitude. And and we look forward to this fine and great meeting that will take place. But. For the meantime, we have business uh, ahead in the tunnels. This is somewhere we can direct you. No, no, we we have old uh, friends to go visit. 
Is that so? Something yeah. that might interest Killick, the big boss, or perhaps the king himself? Yes. Mm. Always interested in new opportunities. <laughs> we'll let you know if an opportunity arises. How about that? Ah, very well. Well, as we promised, you are free to explore, but only you, only you and your friends, and all your new friends here. Mm, delightful, delicious, beautiful. Did no, I say delicious? Those, I didn't mean. I didn't know yet that the back that Anwar has a smile uh, uh, ear to ear. Is going to turn to the group and say, "You know, I know we wanted to do this whole adventuring thing, but you know, a, a Bohemian Goblin commune sounds pretty fun. You want to just, uh, <laughs> just like retire and hang with these bros? Free love, bro. Free love. They are feckin'. They are very feckin'. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I should say too that there's like a easily. In fact, they may even outnumber the males. There's a, like a lot of females as well. It's just it's, it's very, very difficult to tell the difference. Unless you're a goblin. Yeah. Is this like with dwarves as well? Or do uh, I have to go around sniffing no. butts to find no. out? <laughs> dwarves, dwarves are easy. They all um, have beards. They're like they're like earth girls. They're easy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> hey, now. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, so they, they're just sort of, you know, they're, they're very, he's like, oh, thank you for the gift. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll all enjoy. Uh, Lysion uh, passes along his blessings to you. Enjoy. And he pats the tap. Ah, yes, absolutely. Lysion, you said yes, 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 yes. Wonderful man. Absolutely. He knows, he knows, he knows a a good bit of drink. All right. Uh, well, but yes, you, just you know, make sure you remember your friends in the AV club. We've just got a little bit of stuff to do. Yeah, we'll we'll see you soon on the way out. Sounds good. Well, I'm glad you had a pleasant visit to the visitor center. I wish they were park rangers. Okay, so they hand you a brochure that's like a map, uh, sort of a cartoon map of the dungeon. Um, you know, the Tomorrowlands to the west and the uh, Undead Land to the north. Am I tall enough for the rides? <laughs> No, actually, that's a bummer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. What do you do? You want to bring up the uh, the level map then, John? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Reticulating splines. Ooh. Wow. Memories. Memories. Know, memories. Okay. So we're just going to take our straight route to the pyramid. Is that it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, are God you going us. to head uh, directly south? Oh yes, no, we, suspect, I suspect that connects. Unless y'all Why think don't we that's go? A, we should. Good. Why not? We could absolutely we could go go new, a new corridor. Why not? A new corridor. Nothing bad. Hey guys, it's only it's only there. been about. Sorry, man. It's only been about forty sessions, and we haven't you know figured out every corner of one floor. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Should we discuss that on Discord or something? <laughs> okay. All right. going to die. All right, David, take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. So you move past, you circle around the statue and head uh, south. Um, right. And there is it's actually an archway here. Uh, that yeah. uh, that when you light your when you put your torch down it you can kind of um, illuminate that you can see that a, a, there's a ten foot wide corridor that heads yeah. um, approximately th- uh, to the edge of your torchlight to thirty feet, okay, and then right past 
right at the edge of that 30 feet, you can um, actually, okay, let's say this. You step into the archway. You can see that the torch illuminates 30 feet, but it, uh, the corridor continues on past your light. But you can see at the 30-foot mark, it also branches off into 10-foot-wide corridors at a 45-degree angle in either direction, to the southwest and to the southeast. So on the 30-foot square, the third square of the hallway? Yeah, after the third square. it, it, um, it Oh, after the third square? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's like right at the edge of the light. So you can really not, you can't see anything down those corridors at all. It's just like, you can just see like the wall sort of give way to, to form two separate corridors. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Ted. And yeah. And then the, the straight passageway, um, South continues on. Okay. It's, it's Arkantian once again, um, finely mortared stone, typical Thothian precinct sort of thing. Stands to reason this is an open passageway leading directly into the, um, the statue of Thoth room here. Right. Uh, don't forget to, no, I'm not, I, I just want to put it, I'm, I am not trying to distract you, believe me, I just want to put it in your heads <laughs> that, uh, that, the, that you, you never fully explored this, uh, the, the main room or the statue. You had made note about like the offerings and all that sort of stuff, yep. fucking with the statue, the rumors uh -huh. you've heard about the other party fucking with the statue, right? That is all free yep. to you now because the goblins are cool with you doing that shit where the halflings were not. So just remember yeah. that, you know, when you're talking about Thank like not really exploring anything in like this immediate area that you've been in a thousand times, that's one of the things that you have not done is actually like investigated the main statue in the room. Um, anyways, yeah. you and actually it's the it's the uh, you win the game button is right underneath his his right. What do you think, David? Do you, you still want to go for the book or should we go play with the statue? <laughs> I think we should play with the statue personally. <laughs> no, don't do it. Resist the temptation. Um, okay, uh, moving down. Uh, so there is a ton of you. Um, I don't want a full marching order, but maybe just tell me, like, who are the first three and who's the last person? Uh, I will go. Uh, me and whoever else is Burley will go in the first. Right? Uh, um, how about, how about y'all be behind you? Uh, we'll, we'll put um, uh, Elizabeth kind of in the middle. I'll be near her to reassure her. All right, and then me and my crew will bring up the rear. Well, just I just need to know Who's, who is who is the person in the back. I'll be in the back. And Samantha. Person? Actually, oh, Samantha's okay. going to be the backmost person behind me. Okay. okay. And then I'll be right in front of her. Okay. All right. So that puts so we have a strong person on the That's fine. So if Elizabeth is the third person back, um, Gorand is in the front and has dark vision. Uh, but just be aware mm -hmm. that as far as regular vision goes for pretty much everyone else. Um, that, um, you know, it doesn't quite go quite as far because Elizabeth is, is a few people back. Uh, just so sure. Okay, so that said, um, <laughs> as you move down the corridor, you move to that junction there. And as you move to the junction where it breaks off, you can actually see that directly in front of you, um, uh, so uh, that there are actually two goblins. Um, and they're kind of whispering quietly, and they're down on their haunches, and they seem to be investigating what is on the wall at the very end of that corridor. So, Ted, it's just a little bit wrong there. Um, the corridor actually ends uh, at a dead end right at where the um, where the passageways open up, like right past those passageways. Like, so like 10 oh, so it's, it's 10 feet, 10 feet too long. Yeah, it's 10 feet too long. Exactly. Yeah, there is okay. there is not that little nodule there. Um, okay, so, right. 
Yeah. Well, there we go. So the uh, let me just get to the room description real quick. Um, so they're there what they appear to be kind of squatted in front of, and they they basically turn like the they're obviously aware of you. Like they kind of turn towards you and sort of like give you a nod. Like they recognize who you are as the light kind of shines over them, but they appear to have been working in the dark. And what you illuminates past them on that dead end wall is actually a enormous fresco, like way taller than, than the goblins, like towering over you guys. It takes up the entire wall. It's an enormous fresco of a baboon and it's uh, squatting on the ground and it's staring forward with bared teeth. Now, um, you guys probably remember that there's always something weird about depictions of the baboons when they're like front facing, right? That's been like yeah, a, yep. that's been like a recurring thing. Same, it appears that yeah. these goblins have sort of picked up on that as well. <laughs> so they are down the ground, and you can see that they have on a scrap of leather that they have laid out like these crude implements, which look like goblin versions of lockpicks and things like that. And they're kind of probing around and sort of like poking at the at the fresco of the baboon, like they're searching for some sort of catch or lever or something like that. But they just sort of smile blandly at you and continue on with their work, and they just sort of nod at you like, you know, oh, adventurers, you know what I mean? Go, go do your thing, you know? Hello, hello, hello. Hmm. hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, you guys are doing good work. Uh, good luck. Don't mind us. We we are we are on a, a mission. We are driven it's, to purpose. It's the baboon, you see. It's the baboon. What about the baboon? There's something there. There's something there. And they and he like one of them like knocks the chest of the baboon. He's like, you hear that? You hear it? Hello, hello. Mm. You know what? There are a lot of there are a lot of tricks in here and stuff. You guys should be really mm. careful. You can you could mess with something like this. The whole thing could come down. Poison spikes could shoot up. We've seen. I tell you, man, we've seen some stuff. We oh, have yeah. to. Bottleneck sent the best. We know what we're doing. Um, Do you know how to fight ghouls? No, because that's what happened when we opened the last time we found a secret door. Mm. Oh, what, about, what about what about the living statues? They were, they were pretty oh, bad too. The living statues. Don't even get me started on the living statues. They sort of stand up and they sort of like roll their eyes and they're like, mm. they like to brag. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and they sort of. Oh, I love these guys so much. So much more than the halflings. I will never betray these goblins. They are my, they're my best you, friends. You hear one whisper. He's like, it's the imperial ones. It's the imperial. You got to watch out for the imperial ones. Um, Can I hear that, John? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because I will, I will nod emphatically. When <laughs> Uh, John, can can me and Atticus like uh, uh, observe? Can we take a turn to search it, guys? Or do, do we not want to do that? We don't want to open it in front of them. No way. Okay. Get what's in there. All right. I'm getting distracted. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The question can, here is, do we head southwest or southeast? That's the yeah. question. Uh, and the, the only question I'll ask, if we just by looking, not by going up and poking, do the eyes look pokeable? Like, can we just just from looking, can we see like little seams? Because we know that, you know, you do the little three stooges poke. Indeed, Eversios, because you have seen that happen before and you know what to look for. You can indeed see very, very fine, discreet seams around the eyes. Yeah. Please push them in. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. You want to give them the stuff, man? Oh. I think the, I think they'll like us more if we do it in front of them. They'll think we're like real, real streetwise, you see. Yeah, but then they'll know to poke the eyes going forward. Ah, mm-hmm. that's true. No, don't that's don't true. give it to them. All right, fair we, enough. We come back, they'll be gone. Then we do the poke. 
Okay. Is it out of their reach, John? No, no, no. It's, it's definitely within the reach. They have to reach up, but they can yeah. they can get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. They they will get it eventually. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could do a thing where we turn around. Let's make them turn around, and then we'll do it. Yeah, or we could all muscle up, and they can't see. Easy, easy. You you guys know about the whiskey, right? Whiskey. Yeah, we brought a. We were we were looking for everybody because we got we brought a barrel of whiskey <laughs> down. Did they not invite you to go uh, drink and party with them? Because they're all they're having a great time. <laughs> that was you should have seen. You should have seen oh, Snaggletooth. You know he, Snaggletooth. Like one guy is like one guy's still buried in the, like in the baboon, like really kind of putting, and the other one's like listening to you, and he like taps his friend on the shoulder. He's like, "Humongous, let's go." And um, humongous, humongous is like, yeah. humongous is like Hugh, not humongous. two names. Two names. Humongous. Yeah. Humongous. Yeah. 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 He goes, Mr. Mungus, you come on, let's go. And um, and uh, they they skedaddle off. Lysion sends his blessings. <laughs> once they uh, once they pass uh, Codswallop, who gives them you know the stink eye as they go by, uh, then we'll we'll signal that they're past us, and you can okay. So the very first person that sort of steps up and just is sort of there in front of it before any of you guys can really say anything is Atticus. He's like, he's like right there. Like he just suddenly appears. All right. This is what you hired me for. (laughs) Elizabeth, step back a little bit. Sometimes these things can get a little dangerous. Let them do it. Atticus might explode. You can just see him sort of like just eyeing it up and down. And he's sort of got like a crazy look in his eyes. Now, remember, too, he looks very much like a mummy, right? Like his whole, you know what he looks like? Dark man. Yeah, oh. yeah. He, he nice. looks like that. Yeah. Yes. Deep yeah. cut, John. Deep cut. Very nice. So it's just like it's just like his eyes, and his eyes are like crazed. You know what I mean? But it's really off-putting because he has no nose to bulge out that sort of ninja mask thing. You know what I mean? So it's like just like a flat, featureless. You if, know, if he does well, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him a new nose. I'm gonna get him a golden <laughs> nose. Okay. Um, Ooh, so he has this like really nasally, nasally like voice, like a high kind of pitched, off-putting voice. You know, I'm gonna point. I'm gonna show him, or Av, you can do it, and show him the eyes and say, "We've we've run into these before." Yeah. What do you do? You poke him? Absolutely. Yeah. You just <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you poke him. But we might want to be careful because they're oftentimes trapped. Would you like to try uh, and search for traps, Atticus? No problem at all, boss. And he's he's like. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not touching those next time. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. He pulls down his mask briefly to like show you the horror of his face before he spits on his hands. Yeah, sure, you know? sure. <laughs> right, right when Atticus is about to do his job, I'm going to give him a big slap on the ass and say, that a boy, get it done. All right. So while I was manipulating my map, I made the part with the die roller go away. He has a two and six chance. Can someone roll a six-sided for me while I fix my, um, I will. While I fix my L there? No problem. That's a six. That's not good, dude. You okay. just killed my hireling. So he's like, <laughs> he's like I, I got this, boss. And he's, <laughs> like, his ass. <laughs> he's like, you, my mother slapped my ass once. When he slaps him, does anything yeah, else yeah. fall off? So uh, anyways, he's like, I got this. And he um, and he basically you see him like do like no preparation. Like he spits in his hands. He's like this. And he <laughs> comes up to it and he's like, mm, and he just goes poke. <laughs> and the uh, the eyes depress um, and the uh, silently the wall that the um, that entire section of wall, the whole 10 foot wall just goes 
and and with a whoosh of 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 um of air filling a vacuum, it opens up uh, inside, uh, revealing a staircase uh, that leads down a um a uh, a spiral stair. Oh, we need to yeah. go up. However, it yeah. so it, it, it basically takes up that ten foot square beyond Ted. Um, yeah, uh, and it fills that like in a you know a spiral staircase going all the way down. It goes down into darkness, but the uh, as seasoned adventurers of Arden Vool now, I'm just going to give this to you straight up without having to ask me. Um, you can tell that it has been traveled. Like there is there is no dust that appears when you open the door or anything like that. Right? Yeah. Common passage. Yeah. Oh, you cool. know what, guys? This I think this is probably the uh, Beastmen area is remember mm. they there there were like signs that they were to the east when we were down in that uh down in the pyramid here mm. um mm. i think this is i think this is where the beast men come up maybe nice good thinking um is there a smell in there john does it smell like wet fur or anything like that like, no it doesn't smell um doesn't smell anything organic at all no rotting um there is it is slightly smells like um like wet natural stone Mm. Okay. Can I do a, like a low whistle and just see if it feels really deep or shallow? Uh, sounds deep. The sound? Uh, yeah, it's it it sounds deep. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. And I'm sorry, guys. I was fixing Albert. Is it only go down or does it go up and down? Only down. Yeah. Like it's cool. definitely like deep enough um, on where that uh, you know just meta level. You can tell like this. It will lead to a different dungeon level. It's not just like a, yeah. a little sub thing underneath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Thank you. Right. John, uh, do we see the, any? Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask when they when the door opened. Did it did it go up? Did it no? Open it swung. Like it doors? swung on like uh, on um, on silent hinges in inward. Mm. Cool. I, I wonder if when we leave, if we want to, if we want to try to like spike it closed just to like fuck with people. We, I don't know. Spike it closed without it being obvious that we did that. No, let's oh. just leave it, man. We don't know who's using it, and yeah. Yeah. and the thing about it is, if it terminates on this level, why does no one on this level seem to know about it? You know what I'm saying? Did Plum the Forn, goblins don't. Well, the, or, the and goblins did Plumforn, don't. Yeah. Right? Did Plumforn know yeah. about it? We don't know. Uh, I lied to you. If, if it matters to you guys, I, I, I messed up the way that the door works. So it actually grinds. So it does actually make a sound, and it's and it slots in to the east, okay. right? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Is there is there a way to return it to a closed position that we can tell? Yeah, yeah, you can do it. You okay, can close it. Yeah. Why don't we just close it, and up, and move yeah. on for now? Yeah, but exactly. that's awesome. Great discovery. Good yeah. call, Rosios. I didn't even remember the eyes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, your your goal is the pyramid. Your your um they, what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, we probably should have told the the audience this is like they, what they what they're attempting to do is basically use the um the pyramid to teleport back to the um it's mirror pyramid on the um in plunger town where it, it is how plunger town got its name actually after all <laughs> so that's it you can see where the pyramid is so your question of southwest or southeast not really Pretty a question <laughs> no i think we should go southwest southwest okay Onward. So, so you close up that um okay i should do some time management here so um we'll say We'll say moving and then um, the investigation of the thing and talking to them will do two turns, okay? Cool. Okay, um, so you move down the southwestern passageway. 
just kind of peeling plaster, the remnants of what used to be frescoes, but you can't determine what they are. The usual Thothian precinct sort of uh, uh, plaster work and stonework. And um, as you suspect, um, Mort, it does connect up right there. So th- if you just draw a line through the squares, you can see how it will connect up to where you had previously dropped your mapping. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I have a, a indicator that there's a door right there. There is. Yes, indeed. So you actually, so you, you debouche into a, uh, so you, yeah, you want to go back a little bit, Ted, because it does open. Oh, oh, I should say, I'm sorry. I should ah. be clear. There you go, Ted. You got I it. You. Yeah. So it debouches into a uh, 10 foot wide corridor heading east and west. You can immediately yeah. tell where you are because you are immediately assaulted by the sounds of the competing magic mouths that are in the walls. That right. Are, that are on either side of you. So the one that is to your right, which is to the west, um, it speaks in ancient Mithric. Behold the glory of Thoth. Mysteries of past, present, and future are known to those who speak his name and direct his arms. Knowledge is power. At the same time, direct competing with arms. that is to your left, uh, towards the east, is the... Um, is the set one, which was made in mockery of the Thoth one. Um, and it's a sneering, contemptuous pair of lips, like obviously like a different set of lips. And that one says, the right. followers of the Ibis are dead and gone. Their power is faded and their secrets lost. Neither power nor knowledge is to be shared. Beware. And that voice actually speaks in modern Archontian, which should tell you something in itself, versus the ancient Mithric mm-hmm. that the original one was spoken of. And in between those two magic mouths, is that door okay? Um, uh, the door I don't know is what happened if uh Sam stuck that magic mouth with Seth Bane, probably nothing, but it's, it's like it's really it gives you guys headaches because it's um they're sort of talking yeah. on top of each other, you know what I mean? And the set one's like super annoying, like the voice is super annoying, and it just <laughs> it, it just goes on a loop, you know, it just continues to sort right. of repeat that. Mm, interesting, yeah. Does it, uh, it does that kind of in uh, reaction to our proximity, right? Like we didn't hear it down the hallway? Or that's what, correct, what? yeah. Yeah, it seems to be triggered by someone nearby. Um, as well, when Elizabeth steps into the corridor, you can see that the east-west corridor continues on past the 30 feet uh, reach of her torchlight. Um, and 20 feet past where the hallway debouche, where the... The, the slanted hallway debouches, you can see that um, uh, the corridor opens up to the south into some other chamber. Hmm. Oh, John, oh. you are so mean. We want to go look down there so bad. <laughs> Just give me the layout from what your torch can see. Cool. Uh, but so you, but like you can immediately down, place yeah. yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Samantha right. will uh, poke the mouth with Seth Spain following Ted's curiosity. Just real quick. Okay. Beep. So uh, poking it, it's it's weird, and she's like, Ugh, she kind of pulls it back, and she's like, it's in the stone, but it's fleshy, <laughs> and, and um, it does. The, the, the mouth continues to sort of like try to talk over it, so it's sort of like you know, bah, 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 bah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, could one realistically stick an arm in one of these mouths and feel around? Uh, no, well, no, okay. it's, it's the size okay. of a human mouth. I mean, like, you know, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. A finger. Oh, they're, uh, they're not like sh- big giant mouths. I thought they, I they were big. Yeah. No, we should give it the, give it a little kiss. Maybe, you know, see how it goes. Yeah. 
I guess Gosh, they're probably a little out. bit bigger than normal, but I don't think you get an arm. I got you. Okay. Yeah. It's not, and I'm just looking for secret storage. Uh, uh, I mean, is it teethy or gummy? <laughs> teethy. Like I there. have a suggestion. Uh, I know Matt is dying to see what's inside that room, and I think we should know what's inside that room in case it's more goblins, right? Like, we should not enter the pyramid room without knowing what's behind us in that room, I think. So now we know that. Well, one thing, one thing that you can tell for certain, whenever you're, um, you get a little bit suspicious, Ted uh, Mort, is that you don't, you don't hear anything. Except, I mean, you don't know if that's because the mouths are so jabbery, but, um, but you're definitely not like picking, mm-hmm. picking up any sounds of goblins or anything like that, or any other creature. Oh, okay, well, that's can, that's helpful. Can I suggest that we just peek down that corner like ted was saying yeah, like let's exactly. just see what's there protect our butts a little bit exactly just okay. I, hey know, man and, as, as long as it's someplace we haven't been before let's do it I, right? i'm here for that okay if we get that far man how cool would it be if there was a mirrored pyramid okay on the so other side i'll just let let's, you know that you're yeah you're just sort of peering in um so when you head down the corridor and you look um uh so the corridor on the northern side of the corridor just continues on right ted so that right. just yep. continues on but it does open up um there and it's quite a large opening um it is a 20 foot wide opening and it opens up into a square room however that room is actually diamond shaped do you know what i mean so it's like equal dimensions, but it's it's diamond shaped. So it is a um, uh, let's see. I guess counting the squares diagonally. Wait, what? So it. Just, oh, we just, broke Ted. Let, let me let me just get it out first. Okay. Um. So it's uh. It is a thirty foot by thirty foot uh dot diamond shaped chamber. Um, you are entering in from the northern point. However, that point is basically gone, right? It's, it's, it actually is the 20-foot opening. Um, so uh, you're, yeah. Would it be there? Hmm? Would this it it would like be. That be would be the point? point. That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so the entranceway, Ted, is um, 20 feet across. And then there's a diagonal making a diamond. So you just have to imagine a diamond... Yeah. With like the yeah. top part cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the line that I drew heading south is incorrect. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, ah. it, you're correct. It okay. is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think it's probably so, symmetrical. So maybe one more. Oh, wait. So is it something like. Uh, like something like this is that what you're trying to describe uh it, more or less but you actually want to go down another 10 feet to the southwest okay okay no no to, uh, you want to go another 10 10 feet down to the southwest yeah like, like that another, like, to the, like an, between the r and the e in green yeah exactly like keep like keep going there you go now now hook to the southeast and you're gonna you're right. gonna and then you're gonna go um like uh 30 th- th- 30 exactly there you go now you got it Ted. okay yeah okay <clears throat> sorry that's a, that's a tough one to describe you'll have to forgive me that one <laughs> okay that's all right so, so it's kind of a, it's a rotated square I should, <laughs> oh i should have told you i should have told you actually when you were approaching from the corridor you could actually see that there was a um continuous light emanating from that opening Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but oh, no, cool. no sound. Okay. So whenever you actually peer around there, you don't need the uh, Elizabeth's torch to illuminate. Um, and 
Um, but so Ted, that the the corridor continues east, right? So you're not oh, you don't you don't want to block uh, it off. Okay, yeah. that now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um. So there is a continual light that is in the center of the ceiling. All right. Um. Uh, okay. Interestingly enough, there is a gray-green mist that permeates the entire room about three feet above the floor throughout the entire chamber. This mist you have seen somewhere else. In the pyramid. Um, through the mist, you can is visible there is a 20-foot diameter pool directly in the center of the room that is rimmed with a one-foot-tall blue granite lip. Okay, and you can kind of just see it as the mist sort of parts around it. Okay, um, the frescoes that dot the, that are across the wall are particularly damaged in this room more than you've seen in other areas, um, and are almost impossible to make out. Uh, you cannot tell through the mist without approaching closer uh, what is in the pool, if anything. Is the light, uh, is it like the ceiling is lit? If we look up, what do we see? Yeah, so the ceiling uh, is um, lit. There's like a, like a vaguely formless light that is shining down. You saw the same basic like continual light sort of thing in a number of different chambers, including like the one where the um, the feathers of Ma'at were. I believe the pyramid room actually had one of these as well. And you said that there were murals, but they were damaged. Can, are they too damaged to see what they are? Yeah, like you can never, you can't even tell what they were represented. They look more damaged in other areas, like like something more than just right. time. Okay, all right. And the the mist spills out into the corridor, or is it really stopping at the entrance? Uh, it doesn't. It slight vapors do. You don't think it's like anything that there's right. like a, like a field or anything like that. You know what I mean? But, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we peaked. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to stay on, to stay somewhat on target, should we just do this like quick peek down the end of the hall to see where it ends, and then shoot back, or do yeah. we want to go right to? You want to do that? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you're like, whoa. Okay, that's interesting. And then you kind of shine your light down the corridor, uh, standing at the edge of the eastern end of the twenty foot opening. Okay. Uh, uh -huh, Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth's torch can illuminate um, all the way to the end of the corridor. So it goes another 30 feet, um, basically connecting with the southeastern corridor that meets up with it there. Oh, that other thing yeah. above. Okay. And then that corridor actually continues past where you're standing at that junction and continues southeast. Mm. Oh, that oh, does mm. the east corridor continue as well? It does not. It or ends there. So the southeastern one basically interrupts it and continues southeast. Um, uh, all the way to the okay. southeast past the edge of her torchlight. Um, however, mm -hmm. whenever she kind of, uh, when you're standing at the edge and you sort of, and she moves her torch around and she looks to her right, which is to the southeast, you can see that um, uh, just to the south, a passageway goes directly east and immediately goes down a small set of steps before uh, uh, before um, uh, hitting a door, like a small door to the east. So like, jeez. So oh, right, right, right there, right there, right there, you got it. Yep. So, so right. right. Right where your dot is, right where Avarisius's dot is, it, there mm -hmm. is a branch, there is a quarter that goes east directly. Like a 10 foot wide corridor or just a, a little? 10 foot wide. 
um, but oh, okay. it, but it is literally like a, a, a like a, a ten foot wide staircase that goes down like a small flight yeah. before hitting a door. Oh my god, this thing is this thing is so slow on me now. Okay, it goes yeah. down ten feet. While we're mapping, and before we go back to the pyramid, I'm gonna go talk that kid in, and I'll be right back. Sure thing. You can, um, you can choke him if you want. This is actually, uh, we're a little bit past our break time. We can actually take a quick break and re-up on, uh, on drinks and stuff. Sound hey, good? I'm getting some whiskey. It's, it's, hey, it's go time. time. All right. We will be right back. Okay. Uh, what is the plan? And I, vote we, I vote we can continue on, you know? Something to, something to hear. <clears throat> um, I asked John if the diamond room being off center was uh, correct. And it is, that might be a good indication that there's a secret room or something else going on here. We should maybe look into later. Yeah. Everything's been pretty symmetrical so far. That's a good, that's a good observation. Yeah. False wall, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ted, can you put a little mark on the wall where we think the secret door might be there? Like a question mark or something. So we remember to come back. In the eastern hallway? No, yeah, in the eastern hallway, but directly north of the diamond-shaped room with the pool. Or kind of, kind of like we were suspicious, like over <laughs> over in this zone here, yeah. since it's off. Right. Oh, see, I was thinking um, right across the hallway from it. You think in there? Yeah. Well, we can I just, also, what? Yeah. Yeah, I also was thinking that. Oh my god, this thing is so slow. All, the, all of them are possible. Just make a question mark in the area, I think. Yeah. Nope. And then we'll go, we're going to go back to the yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, but. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> come on, Ted. Can't... Come on. Keep up. Keep up, man. It's so kludgy and slow that I can't actually see. It's turning. See that, you see that red line? That was a question yeah. mark shape when I drew okay, it. Okay. For, for, the, for the sake of it, I'm going to just draw a uh, a dot. In red. You know what? I, I'll also put it in the 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 notes. So okay. we got. Yeah. All right. Let's hit the plunger town. Come on, guys. Okay. So you you head back west past the uh, the mist emanating from the diamond room, um, and the still mysterious pool, past the magic mouths which jabber at you as you pass by, um, and into the pyramid once again. So the um. Oh, it actually is unlit. It is unlit. So there are numerous wall sconces that don't have torches in them, but there's 50 feet tall. So the top of the pyramid is lost um, in darkness, but you guys know what it is. It's 40 feet tall, um, fitted granite. There is a layer of gray-green mist that is rising from the floor, about three feet up, just like the other, just like the other room. Um, and there's one person in the group that knows what lies within that pyramid. Something yeah, I was going to remind something, everyone. Yeah, something not natural. Uh, again, not to get mired in, in it. Uh, in I, because it's been so long. When I exited the secret door to the south, did it look as if I could re-enter from that without doing the plunger trick, or is it something I have to cycle through the plunger every time I want to go to the center? You you think that it's probably the second, the, the latter. Okay. All right. Just good to know. But yeah, it's definitely something we should investigate. I'd like to describe basically what was there within the, like the. The chamber with the giant frog statue and all that. I think I already told y'all, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that, but I'll have to go back and look at the notes. It was really cool. <laughs> it was very Super creepy. Cool. And everyone told me I was the smartest boy in class. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> slick because you uh you did 
I, I, I remember that. I can't believe you actually did that plunger the right way. Um, but that was good. That was cool. Maybe uh, we uh, <clears throat> should take a moment to find that because um, uh, I don't remember exactly what we did for the plunger <laughs> when we plunged. Wasn't it just straight down? It was. Probably. Yeah, I pulled it. I pulled it up to go to the center, I believe, rather than pushing it down. Oh, here we go. Okay, so yeah, uh, Goran, the bar sinks down. Something happens. Smoke comes out of the wall. Plunger locks into place. Smoke is gone. So is Goran. So we followed cool. him. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to say two turns went past, um, like investigating the diamond room, going to the east, then coming all the way back. Yeah. Um, so it's just past 8 a.m. right now. Um, do you uh, surmount the pyramid? Yes. Yep. Can Let's all ten of us surmount it at the same time? Uh, not up the same side, probably, but you could all get up all there. Yeah. You okay. don't think you can reside on top of the pyramid all at once. In fact, when you when the first people kind of get up there, you can definitely tell that you cannot. Um, like three at a time or something like five that? Five at a time, maybe? Um, let's see. I'm not in the group with Skullface. Yeah. <laughs> not it. <laughs> Your your pastoral care, Father Evaricios, remains terrible. Yeah. I will care for him. I will pour him whiskey and then watch him drink it from across the room. No problem. So it looks like I, maybe I two people oh, two people could be up at the top. Um, it is flat there, um, and then you can see that there is the small triangle made of lapis lazuli, which is um, centered right in the middle, um, from which extends a single steel bar. And on top there, um, it is the bar is gray with age, but it's not rusted. And there, um, and there is an obsidian black knob that is straight on on top of it. Like it's should be noted that the that the knob itself is of a different material than the actual rod. Mm. Um, John, I yeah. I pull out the plunger that I haven't had time to that we found at Garalad's like crib, mm -hmm. right? And I want to compare it and see if it matches the ones mm. that we. It is it is at. absolutely identical in every way, okay. shape, or form. That's cool. And, okay. and looking at the bottom of the plunger that I pull out of my backpack, is there like some sort of connecting device? Is it just round on the bottom of the shaft or is there like some sort of key shape to it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, I'll be honest, it doesn't say in the module, but I would assume there'd be some sort of like a connecting rivet or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like the hole on the bottom of a gear shift knob. Yeah, right? exactly. Like to... Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I think what we should do, guys, <laughs> since only it sounds like only three of us can go through at a time, right? Can we can we fit three up there, John? Or just it, it looks like the two people can stand like side by side up on top of that small little platform because you know, like the capstone of a pyramid, right? Would normally just be mm -hmm. like a perfect solid triangle. That's been yeah. like off. That's like off, right? So there's just like a small little rectangle, um, you know, square. Actually, it's triangular because it's a triangular pyramid, um, a triangle on top. And so you kind of have to, but there's, you can, of course, like layer yourself down the steps. And if you want to hold hands or something like that, you know, whatever. David, we can oh, try yeah, let's, that. Hold, let's hold hands. Yeah. What a great way to start an adventure. You get to hold hands. Hand hand hand. yep. uh, but before, before we hold hands, uh, we have some little folk with us. Uh, Morton, you want to jump on my shoulders, my friend? And Goran, why don't you jump on Avaricios? Four is better than two. And Codswallop, too. <laughs> A dwarf never climbs on anyone's shoulders. All right, Codswallop, would you like to jump on someone's shoulders? Four mm. at a time. It's better to test. <laughs> actually better to test if we can game the system now than you, later. You feel you feel a poking in your back, Gorn. Who's Boss. poking me in the back? Yeah, hey, what's hey, up? Boss. You want me to you want me to pull that plunger? I'll pull it. I'll pull it. 
I know you will, buddy, but hold on. We got a process here. I, I love where your head's at, though. I love your go-get-iveness. Just throw me in there, boss. You're, oh, you're going, buddy. Don't worry. We're, we're going to go seek death together. <laughs> okay, does, I does anyone? I, I think it's probably fine. I mean, it didn't take long for Gorin to teleport last time, right? We could no, kind of was, fall right But here's maybe. the thing, Ted. We should go through... And then see if the plunger that I have with us will take us back. Yeah. Oh, but it might take you somewhere completely different. I don't think you want to do that yet. If it does, we'd be we'd be so split up. What are you guys talking about up there? So here's here's the thing. I I I like this plan of testing the plunger, but only when we're all Okay. Fair enough. Together. All right, let's see if we can all do it all Hold on. Hold on. If we can if we can all trans teleport together on this occasion, then we can test the plunger. Mm-hmm. If we cannot all teleport together, then we should probably not test the plunger because then we could really split ourselves up. Right. Yes, okay. Sir. Yes, yes, yes. And we so tell every all... we tell we tell everybody, like, okay, if we get separated to go to the same place, you just push it down. Don't pull it up, don't do anything. Just the way it is right now, you push down and you will all go to the same place. Cool. Fingers are crossed. All right. I press the plunger. All right, so everyone's holding hands. We're all yeah, holding hands. We're all together. Pressing the plunger. Okay. We sing a little Boom. song. Uh, immediately, you just like, and you open open your eyes real quickly, and you find yourself still standing in the exact same places, but you are obviously back in Plunger Town because it is a different room, um, with the same pyramid. The uh, the room here is decorated with um, frescoes that are actually intact. Um, they do not seem to have been messed with too much. Um, they are uh, frescoes of humans rising up from the ground and shedding their robes, beards, and canes. Um, this room is also unlit. Um, and uh, yeah, there's stairs cut into the granite leading down, and there is no um, mist here. And is everyone there? Everyone is with you, yes. Okay, cool. So now do we want to try the other plunger? Are we in town? He mentioned stairs. Oh, stairs down the plunger. Okay, never mind. Yeah, stairs yeah, down yeah. the pyramid. Now, John, though, here's a question. Pyramid, yeah. The plunger in the last room did not come with us, correct? That's right. Correct. Yeah. Which means, guys, if it takes us to another place, we're stuck. And yeah. then the plunger that we put in will not be with us. Then we. I don't think we should be fucked. Yeah, I don't think we should test it. I think we should just. Save it for an escape. Save it for an escape. If we're where the monkeys are, it'll be a win. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, uh, Unweird lowers his voice dramatically. All right. It's time to delve into the magic realms, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That sounds amazing. I Sign me up. Why are you talking like that, Anui? I don't like it. It makes me scared. And, and, and <laughs> as, he's, as he's doing this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dramatically go into my backpack, and I'm going to start. I'm going to say, where we're going, we don't need food. And I'm going to take my rations and scatter them to the wall. Where we're going, we don't need water. And I'm going to take my rations to the wall as well. What is the what is the crazy man doing? <laughs> don't He's gonna regret that scared. later, but don't be scared, uh, you know Joe. I have I have so much juicy inventory space now. I will never regret it. Nice. Samantha's immediately petitioning the rest of you to like take her on it so as as your own. Uh, <laughs> are you hiring? Are you hiring? We're going, hiring? To Samantha. I'm, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, 
Get in with my e-charisma. Come on, you can join me. <laughs> Maybe not him. Okay, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think I think it's about time um, uh, 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 Avaricious would would look to Nyal and say, "Oh, you know, go, I think it's about time to do the thing," and he would um, apply uh, one one dose of uh, mortality to his uh, to his uh, uh, battle axe. Ooh. Can we? Can you- we? In, can someone in like a quick like five second thing? What is the plan now? Because we had a huge conversation in Discord. Are we going to invisibly scout ahead of us? Yes. Thank invisibility, you. silence bubble, invisibility. All right. Okay. This is the main hiccup, but Gorand has dark vision, I forgot. So we actually, we have hooded lanterns we all equipped with in case we need them. But I suggest that Gorand actually leads the group in the bubble and we all just hold each other and walk with him as the eyes so that we are not making any light, any noise, or any visibility as we go to the library. Well, with the, with the hooded lanterns, we can completely darken those, yes. right? Like that's the whole right. point. No, I, no, right? no, no. Of, of course, of course. But I'm just saying, like, uh, while they're darkened, we still have eyes. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. should not. We should not. And, it, and it's like open this door with the lanterns going. We should only use the lanterns if we absolutely have to, because the minute we turn a corner with light already on, and someone sees it, coughing it has already alarmed us to the entire group so we, we should not have light on at any point if we can't help it if we want to yeah. light our lantern and close them and i think shut it why. yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. you I can open it without having to light it at all i think goran is literally like right. leading the blind basically. all right but it's not just goran because every goblin in this party also has infravision mm-hmm. what yeah why don't we just like space those guys out yeah well, right yeah. first, thing, first thing is that you actually do see the uh uh the continuous glow of continual light coming from yep. um uh, around that be. corner do yep. we hear it do we hear anything john you, you don't hear anything all right the the other question though is okay great we got an invisible guy in front we're all blind yada 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 did we decide we're going to head south yeah we're we gonna go the library is south yeah we're gonna go uh, east diagonal south right okay Right. Um. Um, oh, John, I should I should tell you I didn't tell you my uh, prep spells for today. It seems like uh, eh, maybe I might be it. might be doing that. Uh, I have cure light wounds prepped twice. I have silence also prepped twice. Okay. I just realized I fucked up our quantifying who could go invisible because only like two or three of us can go invisible. Two. I was I was uh, imagining it as like us as a group as an invisible like a fool. Yeah. Um, we we talked about code. trying to buy potions. We have the cloak. We, we have the. I have one invisibility potion. Mm-hmm. I have I have the cloak, and we and have a ring, and one ring. So three people yeah. can be. Cool. Yeah, uh, oh, remember the, the ring though. It, of like twelve. Yeah. I think our our retainers are. Uh, this is going to get too bogged down. I think our retainers are a hazard in in, in that situation. But you had talked uh, about leaving them here as guards. Do you want to I do think, that? I think I think leaving the retainers is wise because going with ten people when only two people can be invisible is going to be real dangerous. Are we leaving them with the plunger though? No, because yeah, we might get. I'm, I'm they, worried they about getting separated. That itself is problematic. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to do a, a group of three invisibles as the forward guard and then have everyone wait on the other side of the store as we uh, give signal and then use the ring to signal by we have two of them, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Someone, someone in the scouting group can use it on someone else. No, they can't because they'll be. It makes it makes them blind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yost could be blind and mm-hmm. stay behind with you know uh, Sam and Codswallop and whatnot. I have to be blind then, again. Ugh. Take a nap, Yost. It'll be great. Um, I mean, he'd be blind in any case if we go walk around in the dark. So, um, yeah, I think you can, sure he knows get... that he can end that blindness whenever he needs to. You know what I'm right. saying? And the instigator I mean, goes blind. So, if, if there's Gorin, trouble, if they get into trouble, they can, you know, we'll know. If Gorin and Anwar and Avaricius are all invisible, Mort could just sneak along being a quiet goblin in the dark with information. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do it. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Uh, he'd probably run away at the first sight of trouble. <laughs> well, what, sure. what what I could do, remember, silence is, you know, casting silence on somebody is also a key part of this plan, so we're not making noise. You should cast it on me so that you can step out of the bubble to cast spells. Yeah, okay. Right? Or you cast it on Onweer. Or, right? or something. Well, Onweer okay. might be, if we get to his spell book, he might be able to cast one, so... I should do it on either you, probably you, because Mort can go silently anyway. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we have our plan. Let's fucking do it. What? What is right? it? Okay. Please, please tell me who's going invisible. Okay. So the retainers are going to stay here in room two, uh-huh. barricade the door. We can leave any extra supplies here that we don't want to carry. Um, right. Yeah. Who's, so going, who, who's going invisible? Me, Onwear, and Avarusius. Okay. Onwear, you're using your cloak. I'm using my cloak. I will okay. give my potion to Gorund. Okay, that's oh, going to last. Uh, with, that's going to last for gonna, three turns. Yeah, I was going to say you might want to yeah, wait. We should wait on that. Yeah, I thought he said it was thirty minutes. Yeah, three turns. Yeah, yeah. and I can yeah. do, I can do it three <laughs> times a day. No, no, the potion lasts for three turns. Oh, uh, no, okay. No, the potion lasts longer. The potion lasts for a random oh. amount, which you won't know. The cloak is usable three Ooh. times a day, thirty minutes yeah. a pop. So I have, oh, I have an okay, hour right, and a half right, right, of cloak right. usage, which is why this is a quick and fast situation. Uh, so maybe we should... The ring lasts a lot longer for um, invisibility, right? It lasts indefinitely. Unless yeah, until I cast a spell. It. Cast right. a spell, or if I, I can break invisibility by casting a spell or attacking. Yeah. So casting Yost any spell would know or... if we get in trouble. Yeah. Casting any, any yeah, spell. Yeah, any spell or if oh. I attack. So I, I would do silence first, obviously, because right. it lasts a long time. Well, because here's what I was thinking is is if uh, Avaricius is invisible and sort of indefinitely, then Avaricius could go first, <clears throat> look around the corner, that kind of thing. I cannot and see in the dark. only clear sign of danger does everybody else, you know, power up. But if that Gorin would- has dark vision, so he should be the one that's that's doing that. Sorry. Yeah. So I think Gor- no, no. Gorin... It wears the ring is is invisible, is the is the is the the primary scout. Right. Well, give him the give him the potion. Anyway, yeah. finish your thought. Yeah. How long does the potion last? We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean probably we, if it's anything like it, the gaseous form, it's a, you know one d six plus one or you something. You know the rule. It's a d six plus six, so it's a minimum seven turns. Yeah. So it's a while. Okay, so here's regardless of what assortment of invisibility we have, I want to say that the group that is both invisible and silenced should run in the direction we're going because running will not make noise. 
and time right. is of the essence. So I don't think we should be slinking along if we can help it. Obviously, we want to be as careful as we can be in terms of yeah, like, using our eyes. But mm-hmm. like, I don't like use twelve turns to get where we're going. I think we use it use the fact that we can't be heard or seen to our advantage, right. which means Gorin has to be a part of it. I don't think. In other words, I don't think we should send someone at have them come back. Send no, no, no. I think we should go, go, go. Like, Gorin. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's like fine. three of us, and we just fucking go right. Yeah. And then we signal as we need to for others to come along the way. Does okay, that make so, sense? So Gorin has the um, has the ring, right? No, uh, Gorin has the potion. A potion. Potion for Gorin. Okay, I'm rolling that right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Guys, while he's rolling, let's all take some of uh, when we we're in the hallway, scoop up little bits of like baboon shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just sure, sure, rub, sure. It, rub it on you. I know it's kind of gross, but uh, I then agree. we won't. Uh, Yep. No, okay. Andre, what, what are you using for invisibility? Popping off the cloak, first first one. Okay, you're doing that as soon as you exit this door, to, this northern door. As soon door. as I exit this door, invisibility's on. First, first of three. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, um, who was the last person to? What is it? The. Uh, I'm using the, I'm using the ring, and the ring. so as soon as we open that door, Yost will uh, volunteer to go blind, which will put me in. Uh, 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 in, invisibility until either uh, he breaks it or I break it. Uh, okay. Now, what is Avarice using and we're using for light? Uh, I'm, I just, I'm literally holding Gorin. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, we got to hold hands. Okay, so um, here's right. the deal. Uh, that, that room that you guys have been, so you kind of move around this corridor, and remember that this corridor is actually like with the yellow tiles on yeah, the mm-hmm. walls and the ceiling. It's like a kind of very strange. And in this room, it's actually some sort of like a, like a, a robing vestibule of some sort that for the priests, right? So um, right. it's brightly lit. Um, there is the living mosaic that is actually on the 15. Uh, oh, that's it, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is um, actually shows you, uh, you know, an abstract mosaic of the top of a pyramid, which you discovered mm-hmm. when you first time you were here, you actually saw um, Gorand ascending that pyramid. Right, remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, there, you see nothing on uh, in the mosaic now except for the pyramid itself. Um, and there are a number of brass pegs that line the western and eastern walls. Uh, and you also see the. It, it's, unfortunately, it's not a very pleasant place to hang out for the retainers, although they don't really have much choice because there are still the rotting bodies of the two adventurers that were like that, <laughs> like, that are lying face down on the mosaic. Um, their chests, abdomens, and faces have been badly torn to pieces by claws. Mm. Um, and you saw that, the, and to make the 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 place even more vivid and upsetting, um, halfway up the western wall in Arcantian, scrawled in blood, is the now famous sign: "They are deterred by light. We should restore the well." <laughs> I would very much like to do that, though. Um, um, quick, yeah. re- quick recommendation, uh, Gorin. Do you have a mirror? I, um, you know what? I don't. But I have one that I bought. I'll give it to you. I was going to say um, my retainer has one that I can take. I'll, I'll yeah. give you mine. I think what we should do just plan of order, just so it's set out on the open. Uh, how do you ping again on it? On the, I can't remember a teardrop. Okay, so I think we we you know we go to a corner. We run to a corner. You mirror the corner. You look. We run to room thirteen. Mm-hmm. We get into the little cubby here. You mirror around. You look. Same deal. We go. Yeah. We go here. Mirror. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're gonna like dip in as we go, but full full speed ahead between each juncture. I think is the best plan. So that Guys. we're just moving at a full clip. 
Okay. I, I completely agree. One last thing I can offer sure. through Shrieker, I can alarm that uh, that door, right? Mm-hmm. The door into that yellow room. So, and I can have it be a silent alarm so that I'll know if monkeys break mm-hmm. through that door. That's smart. I will know. That's very smart. And I can do that before I cast the silence so that it's all, um, okay. all set up. So you're, uh, you're all something you should do that. Go ahead. I was just saying, I think you should do that. Also, for what it's worth, I have uh, five bells and a sling at the ready so that if we need to make any noise, I can shoot a bell out of the silence bubble in direction as like a noise noise distraction. Uh, cool. Right. That's the plan. Okay. Like, you, have, guys, you have not cast silence right yet, though, right? Not yet. Not yet. And okay. before we leave, I, I will have in my hand the, um, the blocked off... Um, uh, bullseye lantern so that if we need to we can open it okay okay so you um uh, th- they kind of set up shop and guard here in the room uh, they wish you good luck and you all go invisible yos is unhappy about being blind but whatever and um he'll um and you exit out that door you know what you're expecting to find and you do indeed see it it is the eastern western east to west court yes mike i'm sorry are we leaving them the plunger no then they have no escape. They don't know that. <laughs> we did not communicate that to them. They okay. do not need to leave this dungeon. I'm, I'm leaving them the plunger and telling them how no, it works. No, absolutely yes. not. Yes. Absolutely. It does us Dude, no good. They, it it does us leave. no good to die a hallway away uh, and have them die, dude. It has, it yeah, I got to stay with Mike. Yeah. They won't take it, it with them because it doesn't go with them. So Dude, if if the monkeys come in there, they don't know that we're affiliated with this retinue, and they kill all of them and take the plunger, and we come back to a bunch of corpses and no fucking plunger, you're going to be pissed. Well, we'll you're going to be really the- fucking pissed, dude. I'm not letting them have the plunger, period. It's no man. No way. It's crazy. You're you're sealing off the quickest escape we have for right, we, some mooks. We need a group <laughs> vote, dude, because they won't take it with them. No, the monkeys will take it when they kill them, and there will no, be the monkeys, no, no. The monkeys don't know what that thing is. It's a, it's a, it's a ball with a stick. Garolad knows what it is. He's he not didn't have it before because it was in. No, a no, pit. no. It was, it was in the garbage pit with the, with the. Yeah, because it's all around here. And shit. <laughs> all right, y'all are crazy. It's fine. I, we can, we can leave the plunger with them because I'm making you come down here. But when we. Find Wait, a bunch of bodies. Vote, no <laughs> well, this is a little meta, but yeah, um, we're the ones who are going to die. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so leave, leave the plunger with Yost, and then right, you know enough. Yost and Atticus and Sam and y'all. Our next have, party, David. We're protecting our next, next party. party. We're having the uh, John, I'll say this. If I don't get here, I get to the chopper reference by the end of this session. <laughs> from right. you. So uh, right, let's go. Let's go, guys. Yeah. Before you set out there, uh, and y'all um, actually pulls Avaricios aside real quick, and he's like, now remember what I told you back when you were in your prison cells, right? Now, I, uh, I used to be able to wander freely and uh, talk with us of Christ. And so I saw him whenever he entered that library. Um, and he remember he used a key to enter it 
for one thing. Don't forget. Um, and there, when I peeked in there one time, I saw weird hooded figures that seemed to be studying down there. Everything was real quiet. And whenever he met with Garalad that one time, they both demanded from each other absolute silence. And I saw them and they were kind of speaking in like with their fingers, like as if they understood each other. In that room. I'm going to turn to y'all um, and say that would have been great to tell us back at the broken head. He, he, he told you, he told you this all the way back. Yeah. Can he not just do a rough sketch in the dirt on the floor of which way the library yeah. is? Yeah. Can he give us, cause it could, to, you were right. It's to the South as you, as yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have your have your lockpick ready. You got your magic lockpick lock ready. It might be magical though. Mundane locks it'll open. Okay, we'll cross Whatever, that bridge. We'll out, I guess. Good luck, and you head out. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, and you're invisible. Um, you look out in the quarters. You can see that there are the mirrors that dot that corridor um, to the east and west. You can definitely hear the sounds of baboons hooting and talking to each other uh, in all directions. Uh, you can you can hear them like moving through the corridors and stuff like that. But there is um, but they don't like light, so it is completely dark in the chamber, uh, in, in the corridor right here. Um, you it, it's immediately unsettling. A rising fear of dread rises in um your throats, uh, especially on weir. Um, are all four of you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm just not invisible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm counting on, on darkness. Right. So on weir and avaricios, it's it's much more like like because you're completely in the hands of your companions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? It's and you you can't see anything. You can't see them because they're invisible and. You know what I mean? So it's it's just sort of like you feel like there's enemies kind of pressing in from all sides. It's completely dark, and you you see no you see no heat signatures. Would we have seen? We would see Wilts having a straight vector to the well bottom. We would see light emanating from it because it's the middle of the day. That's true, actually. And yeah, like, you would the see mirrors like, light the center. You would see well, that it's, shaft, it's, that very yeah. thick shaft of light that actually comes down. Yeah, I mean, still pretty early in the morning though. It's it's got it's got to be like eight or nine. Yeah. All right, I'm just um, yeah, sure. For, yeah. You also when, when can in, sense that there is um, there's some sort of continual light coming from the west, which you also uh, you may remember. Yeah, about, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. When we're in areas cool. of full darkness, can I sort of like you know walk like a baboon or something? And uh, so mm. if they see me with their infravision, they might think I'm a baboon, uh, a, a baby baboon, maybe. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> so, cute. Ted. so cute. <laughs> hey guys, we should cut to the we should cut to the main well room because we'll have less likely it's daylight, right? And to your point, it's reflecting down there. There'll be less guys through that main well room. Oh yeah, they'll probably skirt around the outside. They'll probably, they never went in there until they were chasing us. So I'm just saying is it's well, it's not okay. a bad route to go through that main room. To, to be clear though they you, you know that they they don't they are not afraid of that room because yeah. they're the one that dismantled the 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 reflecting no, mechanism that. right so it's like it, which it, they it, also not, could have done at night yeah i'm just saying like the the light is not reflecting like that room is not mm -hmm. illuminated there's like a thick beam of light that just kind of hits but does not yeah, reflect anywhere. Short. yeah all, all i'm gonna say is you will be able to see down the main corridor and it is the straightest path and it's in the dark and there's yep. no reason we shouldn't go to room 13. Yeah, let's let's yeah, go straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just do it. Okay. So cool. you um using uh, uh Mort and Gorand as your guide, um, you guys move carefully down uh, trying to sense any sort of infravision um using the well of light as your sort of um frame of reference, like your 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 north star, your mm -hmm. eastern star. And uh yeah, so you move down about twenty feet and then you like uh, you know that the 
corner goes to the southeast, and so you go, and I'm rolling a thing. Oh dear! We don't, we, oh, we don't have to do that. Yeah. We, we, we are going to peek again. We're going to peek around every corner with a mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not turning corners without knowing what's there, and going from the corner there at the juncture to room thirteen, doing the same from room thirteen before mm-hmm. we go to the corner of the southern room. So we are not going to like churn around anything right. without knowing what we see. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, when you use your mirror to look down the southeastern corridor, you do not see anything untowards. Um, so you you move you hustle around that corner. Um, you know that there is one of those stations of the cross sort of thing, stations of Thoth mm-hmm. yep. in there. Um, and if you want, you can slip in there, you know, sort of doing yep. your tactical movement sort of thing. Um, yeah. And uh, there is no These one. These guys in- are invisible, but I think Mort should definitely take every opportunity to hide around corners, for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Um. So it looks like at one point there were definitely baboons in here. They are no longer here, though, um, because there is um, a ton of junk that's left on the. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Wrong one. You know what I'm doing as I'm confusing what you guys numbered with what my numbers are. Hey, Ted, as a quick aside, do you have the polymorph potion? Uh you had it. I thought you stored it, right? Yes, I have it. Okay. So, so there... if you need to polymorph into a baboon, you can. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great backup that, plan. I love that, it. Okay. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Yep. So don't forget there are <laughs> two stone benches that face the, the northeastern wall. Um, there is a yellow marble circle in the ground. Um, and uh, this one had a... Um, actually, you know what? None of you guys can really see what it depicts. Uh, so never mind. Because it's, it's, it's dark as shit. Um, you no were in this room at one point, but you're going to have to rely on memory yeah. what was in there. Um, and so you peer in the corner, using your mirror to peer around the corner, continuing to the southeast, you you can tell that there is no one down there. Let's let's head to that corner then. Mm-hmm. Okay. there as well. We do it. So you continue to Again, the south. Again, we're running full speed, so yep. turn, turn order. Yeah. So to the southeast, um, this is one of the nexus points of, that, um, of the stations. Uh, this was the point where all hell sort of broke loose last time you were here, but you were going, mm-hmm. you were going in the opposite direction, right? So yeah. um, there is a mirror in the ceiling, which is uh, what Ted's little purple thing That's there is. Kinky, bro. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> this one is, is mounted in the ceiling, and you can see too that um, there the passageway continues to the south, and then there is that small narrow passageway to the east, which is, I was that where you guys came out of? No, it wasn't. No. We, we had our, our getter yeah. ray moment like yeah. before in the hallway between 14 and 15. So yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that in that general direction to the east is like like the lair of the 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 um, the missing chef, right? Baboon, right? Like, like yeah. you found his recipe right. books and all that sort of stuff, right? That's that's sort of like around that area. In fact, when you're at when you when you line up with that eastern corridor, you can actually sort of smell something that makes your mouth water. Oh, gross. Um, it smells it's pretty squeegee good. squeegee soup. Like fresh, something fresh and, <laughs> oh, fresh no, and savory. Ago, man. Yeah. That's um, cold, bro. Now. You died a long time ago. As you guys enter that path, uh, that, that intersection there, um, and uh-huh. you're, you're smelling and you're sensing, you can hear to the south, uh, 30, 40 feet away from the east, you hear a door open. All right. Does it roughly sound like uh, the one that leads to Garalads? 
most likely. It does, yes. I think that's what I hear. Um, we hustle back to room 13 there. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, can we wait like half? Can we listen to see if the feet are approaching us for like half a second? And just then back, just back around, back around the corner and use That's the true. mirror. Yeah. That's true. Let's go to 13 and we'll use the mirror and wait a second. Good okay. point. So we're going to run back to 13, mirror, waiting, etc. Okay. So you go back um, and. Oh, wait, well, sorry. Sorry, John. Can we, we have the mirror already out. Do we see who. The room in the dark. Yeah, we yeah. we can just do it from. We're from looking right here. with a mirror. Yeah. Before, yeah. Do we have any light yeah. here? No, but 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 Gorin from yeah. So yeah. Gorin, what do you see coming out of that door? All it's right. not That's actually. Right. A, a yeah, I was like, okay, all right. It's like uh, so we, they, we, we can we can see it if we need to flee, we can. But like he was uh, okay. Know. So the door opens. You guys are remain stock still, like you stop breathing. You're completely right. invisible. Um, coming through the door are three glowing shapes. Two of them are. Uh, man-sized, one is absolutely gigantic and it brushes the top of the ceiling of the court. Now we run okay. away. We go back um, to room 13. And there, there are uh, uh, three of them and they and they are um, all glowing. Um, the You hear two, uh, you hear a familiar voice, a, a, a rasping low-pitched voice that you immediately can peg as Garalad. All right. You can't make out the details of what they look like or what they're wearing because it's all sort of like that predator vision sort of thing, you know. But it's obviously like the, there are two men. One of them is Garalad. The uh, and then behind them emerging is a gigantic forearm baboon. Okay, um, and they stop in the midst of that corridor, like like directly south of you, right, about forty feet away, right, right, um, and. You can hear that they're in the middle of a conversation, the two humans, and uh, one is more of like a refined voice, uh, is definitely Arcantian, uh, with a Ar- modern Arcantian um, sort of upper class sort of uh, t- tenor to it. Um, and uh, he says, uh, and you hear this this male voice basically say to Garlad, he's like. You know, it's uh, it's it's quite disturbing now that I think about it. The fact that there was intruders that have actually found my laboratory. They, they. It was obvious that the that the <laughs> that the door itself remained locked. So I can only assume that they found my secret entrance. But I don't like it at all. Um, like so, it's likely that they actually were able to find the entrance up in the city ruins. Um, and uh, uh, the um. Garalad is sort of like he he's got his arms crossed right and he kind of turns back to the the baboon and he's like and he says Cisco he's like tell me again exactly the one that was left behind the ones that your creatures that my my, my little my little children managed to feast upon this was one of the prisoners that was there that we had before yes and um, Cisco is like mm, yes the woman one of the women folk we feasted upon her. She was quite delicious. Um, Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Ger- kind of, he's like, hmm. And you're quite sure, Cisco, that the others that were that were fighting in that battle were also prisoners of mine at one point? I would swear by it, Master. Yes, Father. Um, and uh, they, they are quite tenacious quite tenacious and isocritus is kind of 
stroking his chin a little bit, and he's he's thinking now, what would possess? We know that adventurers are oh, rife, rife above it, but why? Why would they persist after, if these are the people we're talking about, adventured down here already, were captured, likely were likely in line for your questioning in the Great Chamber, managed to escape, and came back. What would possess them to do such a thing? I can only assume, and then they both turn toward the library, that they're after those things that we took from them. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Lad's like, hmm, you might be right. Says, Cisco. First thing I want you to do is I want you to grab some of my children and I want you to cave in that secret entrance to the laboratory so there is no more access that way. We must protect our friend here and uh, in his work. He must continue on. Um, uh, now, off with you then, Cisco. Uh, in the meantime, I think we have something we'd like to discuss. Is that right, Isocrates, in the, in the library? We may have found something. Uh, in, indeed, I have. Remember, must be quiet. I have the keys here. Um, so they, at that point, the two men um, are going to head directly south, while Cisco is going to actually head directly towards you. Yeah, let's go to room thirteen. Get him, Ray. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Avaricious would pull you north that hallway and that room is too small he's he would go through our silence and know something's fucked up yeah we have to move away from the intersection yeah we gotta yeah, go yeah, we gotta gonna, go north go tactically just so you Why? know no, when you're no, weighing no. your options there is no there is no way unless you are extremely creative that you can bypass cisco like he basically yeah. takes up a hallway you know what hold I mean? on i'm right. confused no but, but, but what, are you, what are you saying matt you're saying that the radius of the silence is so big that Cisco is going to walk through the silence and suddenly be like, I can't fucking hear, and then look around for it. Yeah. So we should go, if he's going east, or yeah, if he's going uh, no, west, we mm-hmm. should go straight up. Yeah. Actually, we could jet up that. Um, we go up north and we cut west. through the well room. Cut through the well room. Yeah, go we, straight. We, oh. we, we, we could also, yeah. I mean, that room's the, larger. The, the, yeah. The issue is that Mort well, can't follow us because he's not wait, invisible. And we're we're in that room. room. Wait, wait, wait. We're in the, the diagonal corridor running. <laughs> yes. Uh, there. If we head north, Cisco will see me. Oh, he'll see. Yeah. He'll you see hide in this room. So you I can go in hide in room 13 uh-huh. and just tuck myself in a corner. Right. And you guys can run north. And yeah. we'll run north. Okay. Okay. But done. Nope. Why don't why don't why don't you go to thirteen and we just run like here, across the hall? I can't see where you're pointing. Because we don't know if he's going to go north or north northeast. We know he won't go northwest. That's well. That was my earlier suggestion. Why don't we just? Why don't the visible group just cross in front of him into into the northwest? Go up northwest. Okay, let's do it. Or or cross into this hall here. Do you see me? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. No, no listen, 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 listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Focus. Do you see where I'm, 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 I'm no. going? No. We I'm don't using see an indicator. But it's okay. lagging, dude, so you just got to go. Okay. No. Rather than the northwest, we could also go into the small corridor that led to the chef's thing, the invisible group, so that we can then flag it at Mort because he could actually see us from 13. Does that make sense? That's true. It's the same, dis- it's the same distance to run here, uh, to run to that corridor oh, as to the north. 
northwest. So we might as well, if, if he's four feet away, away, we might as well do our 10 feet straight into that That's small corridor. Let's do it. All right, All right okay. let's go to the chef's corridor. Okay, but uh, but Mort is going to the 13? Yeah. yeah, and he's going to like loop around, gotcha. you know, and get up in the corner and hide there, as hiding yeah, as he can possibly hide. Yeah, there are okay. those benches too you can hide under or behind those Got benches. It. Okay, all right. So you guys split up um, and you bolt east and then up to the corridor. Um, Cisco stops in the middle, um, right where that the, the overhead mirror is, right in that in that chamber. And he, um, and he takes all four of his arms and he beats his chest with all four of his arms. He's like, and he calls out and he, and he goes, brothers, and he, he like roars it out. <laughs> Um, and he's like, to me. Uh, and he starts to march up the northwestern passageway. Oh. <laughs> well, we didn't go there. We didn't go there. We went into the small room to the chef's thing. Thank Christ. Some of them might come from 14. We got to get out of this. Yeah, the chef might come out of there. Uh, yeah. So you see, um, so he basically marches up that and you, you lose... Um, uh, we know you can try. You can actually probably see him as he moves up that corridor, um, but you could definitely hear him coming towards you, Mort. Right? Um, and uh, Wait, Mort, I thought you said right. northwest. Northwest, yeah. Oh, he did. I'm he in did the north. You're in the northwest. No. You're not in the northeast. We were, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northwest. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he oh, comes he comes stomping towards you, and then um, you can hear the pitter pattering of clawed feet coming from all directions. Um, oh, and uh, except uh, it, it appears that they are not coming from the general kitchen area, so you guys appear to be safe. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, however, from all the different other passageways that are basically like the diamond formation in the center here, you can hear like uh, feet coming, right? Um, and uh, the huge uh, lit form of Cisco moves past that entranceway to your station, Mort, right? And he stomps past. And after he stomps past, you can hear him meet up with baboons that are like sort of howling and kind of speaking in their strange language to each other and to Cisco. Um, and uh, it slowly fades away as you can hear this. It's got to be a pack of at least six, maybe more. You can't really tell. Slowly fails away as they're chittering in excitement towards the West. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, at All the right. same Mort time. a moment to uh, clean out his underpants. Uh, yeah, that at the same time that that was occurring, Garalad and who you assume, well, it, he named him. So, yeah, Garalad and Isocritus um, have gone to the south um, and out of your sight. And uh, anything when, they did, you cannot hear as well because of the noise that Cisco was making. Uh, okay, so the minute there, we, we, we have some, they, they are walking south, John, I'm assuming. Not, not right. Yeah, very casually strolling, yep. Mm -hmm. The minute, the minute, just because I don't want to fully lose sight of them in case we need to like understand how to get in the library or put a foot in the door. I know mm -hmm. this is chaotic, but uh, the minute that uh, the baboons are gone, I wanted to move back in the hall, right? Wave, wave in, in Mort's direction. <laughs> See, get his attention, right? Does You're invisible. No, he can't see us. And yeah. Mort is, is still hiding because the we're gonna have to go up and get him, dude. Let's go get him. How, yeah. How is Mort following us to begin with? When we are both silenced and invisible, we were holding hands. Holding hands, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. True. Okay, let's run, let's run up and get Mort then. Okay. How are friends get out dude? of him even how further? Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, well, people grab him. Invisible people. Ah. <laughs> all right. So, so a cone of silence on you. All right. We we grab Mort. And let's let's again sprint down right. to the corner. Take a look. Yeah. Problem is we can't can't take more. Can this, this, I didn't think this one through. 
uh, because Mort wouldn't be able to actually follow us from behind because he would lose us. Is what y'all are telling me. Hold hands. But, but, hands. But, if we're, but here's the thing: if we're holding hands, we can't like sneak up on anyone because we have a visible party. He's also hiding in shadows, and okay. if we needed to sneak up on somebody, we would probably leave him behind. Let's not overcomplicate. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Okay. So uh, south, John. going going to get Mort, and then coming back to the intersection part is going to take a turn as well. Um, it is now a little bit past eight thirty in the morning. The real fun thing is going to be when my invisibility runs out. That's going to be the good time. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't forget the track uh, leading up to that point. So oh, um, I will say like the moment that you sort of we'll say like the moment that you hit the intersection again on where your invisibility from the cloak uh, goes out. Three turns already. We were sprinting, though. Um, well, okay. You're also hiding and listening to conversation. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we we did we did ninety feet run, right? So like a turn would get us 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. We get to room thirteen and half our movement. Take a look and then continue. Sure. We would be at the, we would be at the I'll, corner. I'll, where we I'll give you I'll give you one more turn. I'll give you one more turn. So what do right. you do? Head south. Oh, south. Yeah, head yeah. south. The good Holy thing hand. is, guys, is they might have taken all the monkeys with us, or the vast majority. This might be a get them race scenario. Okay, so you move uh, past. There are two mirrors on the sides there that uh, Ted has already noted, um, and the uh, past those mirrors. So using the mirrors as your line. Okay, the corridor continues down for a, another uh, twenty feet before it enters a four-way intersection. There is a door to the east, which you've already marked. Um, in front of that door is actually another mirror, and then directly across from that door to the west is another mirror with a door with a door behind that. The quarter continues to the south for another 10 feet before hitting a giant double doors. Where do we see Isocritus? A four-way intersection, John? A four-way intersection, yeah. Okay. And then there's double doors right at this end of the southern corridor? Yep. So did we see Isocritus and uh, and um, uh, uh, Garalad go through those double doors? You did not see them go through those doors, but they are not, they went in that direction. They are no longer there. Are the doors open or are they shut? So one of the double doors is slightly open. Yes. Take a peek, baby. Uh, All right. Okay. And it, there's it, no light around here, Johnny. I mean, Garalad's a human, right? Uh, Garalad is. N- n- you don't know. But uh, Isocritus is. Isocritus is a human. So they would need a light source, yeah. Um, Hold on a second. Uh, Good point. um, So you do see that coming through the crack of that door, there is a continual light, a perpetual light emanating from there, soft. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you you cast your silence at this point or no? Oh, we cast it. I cast it on uh, Gorn when we left. How long does yeah, that the, last? The room. 12 uh, times. That's a long time, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's... 11, 12, got it. Okay. All right. Okay, so you peek carefully, invisible, into the room. Uh, at this point, because there's continual light in the room, you can see everything that is there. And you are now witnessing the great library of Thoth um, 
momentous. So there is in this room, you are, uh, the doors are in the middle of the Northern wall. Okay. The chamber itself, the, the entire library is 50 feet east to west, 60 feet north to south. You are in the direct center of the northern wall. Um, there is, uh, the ceiling itself is vaulted. That is 10 feet high and there's continual light up there that is illuminating everything. And the, uh, it's basically illuminating a, uh, a reading area in the four chamber, which is where you guys are entering into. Um, but the light itself does not reach the back of the stacks, which are all the way um, like on the far side of the room to the south. Okay. There are six columns that divide the room between the reading area and the stacks. They are made out of black basalt and are carved with subtle like arcane marks all over them. Okay. So they basically uh, bisect the room um, at approximately 25 feet south, right? So there's like six of them that just basically kind of go east to west about 25 feet down, okay? Um, so north okay. of that, where you guys are standing, is like the reading chamber, and beyond those pillars are the stacks. Got it? Um, the There is uh, directly in front of you, between the pillars in the center of the room, there is what appears to be like a librarian's desk that occupies that space, sort of blocking like access to the stacks themselves. Like you'd have to check in with the librarian first, right? Um, the uh, In the four chamber though, directly in front of you, there are two long oak tables uh, with five chairs per side. And uh, there are six black cloaked figures that are hunched and are sitting at the tables motionless with their backs facing you and they're just sort of like hunched over with like they look like um like uh black mo black robed monks right like scriptorium sort of monks um and they're but they're all hunched over with their backs towards you six of them like three on one three on one table three on the other um uh and you can see as you're kind of peering through that even though they seem to be hunched over doing like illuminating work or something like that but they have no books in front of them there's nothing there <laughs> Okay. Uh, Don't make any noise or they'll kill you. <laughs> Luckily, no silence. And the, let's see, um, uh, in the back, uh, let's see, uh, let me make sure I'm getting this right. So the stacks themselves are numerous shelves, like all that are sort of arrayed and that kind of take up the, it's like not just along the wall in the back, but also like in the center of the room to form like aisles, right? All in the back of the room, a ton of them. And they are shrouded mostly in darkness because the tenual light is actually like more towards the reading room and area. So it's sort of like gloomy and kind of spooky back there. But you could swear as you sort of look beyond the pillars into the stacks themselves in that darkness that you see some moving forms sort of scuttling in between the books and jumping from one aisle to the next. Um, and But not making any sound. But they're, and they seem to be small. Um, you're not really sure, but they may be mammalian, but you're not really sure. Um, can't really make it out. They just seem to be like quick moving forms. Um, uh, of most importance though, right in front of you, like right beyond the doors, sort of, uh, chatting at the librarian's desk is Isocritus and Garalad. Yes, David. I just want to, sorry to interrupt, just like miming to the group, perhaps, um, invisible. <laughs> Fuck. 
Mime away, my friend. I was trying to not metagame that, but I will metagame now. That's okay. You can just talk about it. It's fine. I, I just want to point out, I mean, I am all for running, not engaging. But but because Isocritus and Garrett are here, if for some reason things go wrong, both of them are spellcasters. And if we rush them in the silence bubble, they're not casting spells. Right. That doesn't mean we should fight them per se long term, but it means that their most effective offense will be gone. Right. Uh, so keep that in mind if we find ourselves in a pinch with them before whatever escape we attempt. I, I love it, David. You are so hyped right now. It's like amazing. We <laughs> all know this. This is something we all know. No, it's good. You're getting them all on the page. Okay, it, so it is. You're getting us all hyped. He's on it. He's on um, it. Let's so go. Isocritus, <laughs> so now you can see actually Isocritus and um, and Garalad themselves. Okay, so Garalad is wearing what you saw before. So he's wearing this sort of like gray armor, like this like nice like um, uh, like um, uh, a gambeson, like a leather gambeson, but it's gray. And he's wheeling that fucking weird. Uh, like spoked club thing, right? Like the, that he's got, and he's sort of kind of holding that in one arm, sort of like cradling it almost. Um, and uh, but he's got that kind of worn look, like he like that he's seen things, right? You know, Isocritus, on the other hand, um, it, it, you would think because of the voice and everything like that what you've heard about him that he'd be sort of like he sort of be like a little bit a feat, right? But he's not. He's um, he's very tall. Okay, so he kind of he towers about like maybe three or four inches over Garalad. Um, um, and you can see that uh, yeah, that he is wearing a uh, a headpiece that is like a modern version of the Nefertiti thing that Onwear was wearing or is wearing. Well, um, so good taste. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's not. It's it's almost like a callback, like a fashionable callback to like a previous time. Like it kind of came back into fashion, so it's like a little bit different shape and stuff like that. And he's wearing like these immaculate robes, which are stained at the cuffs and at the at the hem as well. Um, uh, but he's wearing these sort of what appear to be like robes of office of some sort, but not Thothian, not not any modern god either, right? But they, um, but he's just wearing like the the utmost in fashion, but it just looks like it's been worn down a little bit. Um, but his eyes, as he's as he's sort of um, doing sign language with um, Garalad, are very very perceptive. He doesn't really blink. He looks Garalad in the eyes um, as he's um, you know signing with him. Um, and he has like a firm set to his lips. What he does have that marks him as like more accountant than anything else is like an extremely exaggerated aquiline nose, like a, like a, like a eagle's nose. Um, and, um, uh, he, he just looks, he, he looks like a, a noble that has earned his nobility. That's the way to kind of put it. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, he seems like a pretty, pretty badass. So that's the deal. Now they are signing. And you see that Isocritus sort of points uh, past the stacks, and then um, it, at any point you can tell me that you do something with these guys. But they're but it looks like Isocritus is signing to Garalad, like come back to the stacks with me. I want to I want to show you something. Is sort of like what the indication seems to be. Uh, so yeah, so they they could so they kind of move past the the six figures. Don't move at all, right? Um, you can see that at this point Garalad is the one that seems to be a little bit like. It, like he, you can see that he's like a doesn't like these guys. Those guys sitting at the tables. Isocritus seems perfectly at home. 
Okay. Um, and then uh, they move past, and you can see that Garelite in general just doesn't really like to be in this room. You know what I mean? Just not down with it, really. You know, so he's certainly a little bit impatient, a little bit fearful, even maybe. Um, and um, anyways, they sort of disappear into the stacks themselves until they're actually beyond light and you can't see them anymore. You know, it'd be really cool is if somebody with, say, a sling threw a rock at the head of Garelad and made him go, ouch, really loud. I was thinking about that with the bell, and, too. Yeah, we could or, just or, make noise in there. Well, I, so that's the question is whether just making noise is enough or whether the creatures or whatever thing he's afraid of knows who made the noise. I'd hate to be them all come rushing out the door to eat us because we threw bells. But well, we they make Garelad yeah. make some screaming noise because someone hit him in the head with a rock. Why? That's so delightfully chaotic. I am 100 fucking <laughs> That so, is amazing. And if we die doing that, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> we should absolutely fucking do that. I have two. I have two thoughts because I think I. You know, I love chaos. Uh, I love this idea. Um, I don't. I. You know, uh, if there's like a predator natural ability for them to detect the source of noise versus like hear the source of noise, I think that's a concern because we're in the silence bubble. Hence the bell, right? Like no noise will emanate from us it'll just occur outside of that range no because if we if you throw that bell it'll be silent yeah. silent silent and then make yeah. noise as soon as it gets out of the radius yeah 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 which What's is the radius again feet? matt 15 feet okay if we're, if we're at the door it'll get halfway through the room before it's not silent anymore yeah yeah, yeah. so and i i like no. ten, may, maybe as a as a no back. the room's too big for that yeah. can, can so i just ten, ask one question five sorry yeah can i ask one question John, we're standing here. We're looking. Is there a basket full of fucking spell books and golden rods and shit sitting somewhere in the room that is the only important question? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Good one, Mike. So uh, let's see. Because we could sneak and grab that. In in big written letters right there. (laughs) David shit. (laughs) Um, I think we should do Ted's idea after, though. It looks like there's a number of different cool looking strange items that are sort of on top of the desk itself the desk has numerous drawers as well there um the uh the, the short answer is no mike you're not you're not going to see what you're looking for however you when you're looking around you're like is our, is our goods there you see like i mean tons of books in those stacks you know what i mean like a lot of stuff so who knows you know but on a cursor because it's sort of shrouded in darkness you can't really see what they are um however i will say that the continual light is slightly glinting off uh uh in on the south wall in the very very Fuck. back Fuck. near near uh it, it, you know kind of hidden in the stacks but it is reflecting because of its nature appears to be a uh a mirror that looks different than any of the other mirrors that you saw before. Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite large. It looks like it, you know, judging by how heavy the glass might be, it probably would take two people to lift. Um, but it, right. but it, it, but it, it's, it's, it's all it is. It's, it's literally like looks like it's been dumped. Like like it just wanted to be forgotten. It's like on the floor, propped up against the wall in darkness, back in the stacks. Could could we fit it inside the bag of holding? No. Okay, here's, here's my proposition. An invisible silent person could just walk in there and fill the bag of holding yes. the book. Here's he, that exactly. So uh, the desk is right in front of us. I think yes. we should maybe as idea and stuff like that. But the safest thing to do um, in the immediate one, me re invis myself because that's about to go go away. I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> mm. 
And two, I can do it if you would prefer me to do, but I think we should go to the desk and pilfer shit in the silence cone with invisibility. Okay, it, really it, my invisibility is also going to run out at some point. Yeah. We don't know when. But it's minimally what it, it's minimally seven turns. Yeah. And we've expended yeah, so two or three. We've three. No, four, four. Three. Three. Okay. About so three. we know we have at least two turns. All I'm getting at is we should go and grab it, re-exit. I think Mort should maybe hang at the corner. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay out here. Right. And we'll just Keep go watch. and like check the desk. I think very likely there will be shit yeah. in there that we want. I have a shit ton of inventory space. If y'all don't want to take the risk, I'll do it. But like, no, we should do that. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to fill the sack until we're leaving because that, that takes. You know, it's going to take two, like two answers. Twelve, somebody. David will take both inventory spaces, baby. Okay, I got empty slots. Yes, empty slots. Yes. Anyway, what do you do? Let's go. We're going to very gently open the door. Make sure no one notices. A little bit more, and when it's just wide enough to sneak through, I'm gonna sneak through. All right. I've already re-upped my invisibility. You did. If I'm still in the range of the silence, you guys could maybe just sit at the door, and I'll just go solo. No, we all go. All three of we go. More ways to grab more shit. All right, we go. We're going to the desk. I'm immediately looking at anything on the surface, under the surface. Okay. Before so, I open any doors. When you're at the desk, the desk is like in the middle of the room on either side of you are those yeah. two oak tables and there are three black uh, robed figures that have their cool. heads down. Um, and they are like right there. They're like literally like one is like three feet away to your right. One's like three feet away to your left. Um, and um, as you're kind of moving towards the desk and the huge basalt pillars are like on either side of you as well right the um you can see that they the cowls and the way that they're kind of sh- like they're down low um sh- uh, shield most of their faces but you can see that there is um a little bit of like a simian muzzle sort of pokes out from the cowls right white furred oh, yeah. white furred pink flesh right however on a uh, I'm talking about the ones that you can see like on either side of you, right? That they um that the skin has sort of rotted away on one of them, like to reveal some teeth. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. And one is also sort of fucked up as well on the on the face a little bit. But all you're seeing is just like the muzzle, right? But they're just kind of hunched over as if they're looking at something, but nothing is on those desks, on those tables, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it's like very creepy, but they don't seem to react at all to your presence. Yeah. Of course not, baby. I'm yeah. on where. Listen, yeah. listen. I belong here. Yeah. It, it is. It is literally going to be the last thing you say, right? <laughs> it, it <is. laughs> deathly. I just want. I want. I want to say this is incredibly fun for me. <laughs> deathly quiet. No so <laughs> you you approach the desk and you're looking for anything valuable, right? Um, I want to do. Yeah, like my process is essentially an exterior survey, including like if there are any buttons or things, right? Uh huh. And then and then just prior to opening any drawers and stuff like that, because yeah. that'll be a little. Yeah, uh, you, sh- you and, should and just immediately see if you see your spell book. No, no, that yeah, is- I mean that's the exterior survey. Like okay, looking, so yeah. on top of the desk, okay, there are um, th- there are a couple of books that have been stacked. None of them are open, and there is a number of like very high quality writing tools, quills, parchment, nibs, ink, that sort of thing. Um, and on top, there is a small little pouch, and that pouch seems to be like relatively heavy, like something heavy is in that pouch is sort of like, you know, on top of the desk. Um, Mine. <laughs> um, yeah. And there are, 
a number of small little desk drawers as well, okay? Um, there is like a blotter on top of the desk as well, right? And on one corner of that is one is one book, okay? So, uh, you do, spell book. Give it to me, babe. You, you do not recognize <laughs> your spell book, okay? Mm -hmm. But you can tell immediately that the one book that is sort of like um, on the on like the left side of the blotter is definitely like a spell book of sorts, just based upon like the markings on it as well. Sure. The other one is a folio. Um, and it appears to be an illustrated codex of sorts. You're not really sure, but you can just kind of tell by like the shape of it, like the, cool. that, that, the folio Thank thing. Um, and that um, has uh, clearly written in uh, Mithric, like, an, like in the old language, it says the 12 labors of Arden. Hell yeah. That'll help with the uh, the other puzzles, I think. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so there's yeah, so there appears to be a, a and the other thing is like a spell book. Cool. I take both of those, throw them on my back. Done. Okay. Uh, We're not done. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> done, done, with, done with that. Yeah. Okay. And I leave. You know, it wasn't really worth it. All right. How Guys, many? We should, I, yeah, we should sneak over to the side and go down the side stacks so that they don't uh, well, have a clean line of sight on us. There's still I drawers. Agree, but I, yeah. I, oh, you want to go through the drawers? Oh, 100%. So, so okay. I'm going to survey again, making sure that I don't see them emerging. So, okay, you, you don't I'm, see them I'm emerging. Very vigilant. But, um, uh, let's see. You don't, but you don't have any light. Yeah. Okay. So, you can't see them. You don't, you don't see any. You don't see them. There's, 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 an, there's, there's light, a, there's in light, the there's light in the room. Yeah, but I told you that the, the, the stacks are in darkness. The light does not reach into the stacks. So they, they yeah, disappear they into the stacks. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. They've got to have light back there because they don't see in the dark. They don't see in the dark, so they would have a light. You don't right? see them. Okay. Oh. I'm going okay. to, I mean, presumably the drawers face away from them, right? So I'm going to open them knowing that it wouldn't be in their like, line of sight. Yeah. I'm going to slow in the first drawer. Okay. What's in it? Uh, so, uh, well, first of all, if you, did you take the pouch that's on the desk? Yeah, yeah. you hear you yeah. hear like clicking yeah. and clacking of round things with no, 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 I don't. No, we There's don't. Lauren's no <laughs> right. there with us. Uh, all right, who, who, who? Where is the silence so, coming from? Me, Gorand. Gorand, are you with Onweir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. All, we, yeah the three of us went in there. Bort is outside the door, John. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, then yeah. But you can uh, you can immediately tell <laughs> Onweir that it is not um, coins in that sack. Cool. Um, in the drawer. You see that there is a small bag that has something in it. Um, you're not really sure. Um, there is a, sev a set of uh, surveying instruments, like instruments and strings that are obviously used for surveying. Um, and there is a uh, ornate Archon modern modern Archontian purse that definitely cool. feels heavy with coin. Uh, I'll take uh, all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because but with with the three of us, yeah, we can. Are any of those unencumbering for what it's worth? Uh, let's see. The purse, perhaps? No. No, definitely not the purse. Okay. That's true. Um, uh, it's what, all right, what, dude. I've, I've got two slots available that I got, uh, I got plenty, I drop I got a little magic. I would say each, yeah. one of those, each one of those things is one slot. The purse, however, okay. is. Um, uh, it's, it's, actually, it's actually three. It's, it's heavy. Wow. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's three from like weight, not from, not from actual size. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. I can take that. I'm now at 90. I'm from 120 to 90. So I'm now at the same movement as you guys. Okay. Which I is have, fine. Right. I can, I can take two more and still be in 90. Cool. You can always hand um, stuff to me on your way out. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So at this point, after you've um, shut the drawers and taken every, do you, t- you take everything? Took everything. So okay. What was um, in the small bag? Could you tell? I will look later. I'm just yeah. rushing. We'll We're going to look yeah. later, dude. You see, you see Garalad and Isocritus um, uh, emerge from the stacks and they cut, start to come towards the desk. Um, Isocritus is actually carrying a large tome um, and he has opened it up and he has like a finger down on a page and, um, uh, and it looks like it's sort of like marking his place sort of thing. You know what I mean? Okay. The, the Rocky back. <clears throat> Should I replace the, 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 the book that were on the top of the desk? No, just, I don't think you need to worry right. about it, dude. But, okay, um, dude, let's go. Let's go uh, east or west. Which wall do we want to hug? Go, uh, west. Go south. Yeah. They're coming out. Well, they're I, coming I know, north we, from we the south. Still, get to the side, yeah. We just don't want right them the to overlap with our, our silence. So you got to move past the oh, pillars true. towards the into the stacks on the western mm-hmm. side. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you're like, oh shit, here they come, and then so you you move and you're silent. So yeah, you're you're fine. Okay. So you can easily pass. So you pass by the the pillars. Nothing seems to happen, and darkness sort of enshrouds you as the musty scent of books sort of encompasses you as you move into the stacks themselves. Okay. It's very very dark. Um, when you move into the stacks, you uh you actually sort of jump in alarm as some sort of creature sort of leaps onto your back. And sort of swirls around your neck and then leaps on to like Gorn's back and then back into the stacks again. Okay. Um, and even uh, though I, we're invisible, uh, yeah. e- even though when you're invisible, it looks, it almost looks like they impacted you and then realized there was a solid thing and then moved, moved to another creature. So they moved to another person. Um, and, but they don't make any sound, but you can see them now. Um, and you can see that they are uh, what appear to be uh, small baboon cubs, like super cute. Mm-hmm baboon cubs and they um and they're just sort of leaping around but they're um it they are quiet in a manner that they are obviously quiet when they were within your silence radius but they were quiet that quiet before yeah cool and they just are sort of scamping around the books and all that sort of stuff you know whilst we're going through this john i'm keeping laser vision on any books that seem valuable or look like my small book just for what it's worth okay so uh so are you systematically sort of going through the stacks and like looking for familiar books and stuff like that? I mean, I, I well, mean, have, I think I will go ahead. I was going to ask, have they, have they passed us yet? Where? Yeah. Like, yeah where are they? they passed, the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're now at the desk and, um, Isocritus has put the large book down on the blotter and opened it all the way up. Um, and you see him like he sort of opens it up and then he sort of stops and he holds up like a waiting finger to, um, to Garalad. And Garlet sort of looks around and he sort of like makes a sign like what? Um, and you see Isaac Credits is sort of looking around on his desk. And he signs something like in confusion. You know, and Uh-oh. just sort of looks around. Uh, and he kind of peers back at the stacks. Right. And he just like, like really hesitant looking around and just any sort of like makes like a shrugging notion. And then he points back down to the book and he highlights like a certain passage and he like furiously and excited, excitedly like signs to Garalad, right? Um, and Garalad is like a little bit non-committal, you know what I mean? And he he does something and he makes like a negating gesture and you see Isocritus like roll his eyes and then he starts to like <laughs> a, apparently like sign something like really complicated to him, like 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 really <laughs> pedantic. He's like, like listen, he's like, bah, 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 yeah. Um, um, and they're like basically conversing, but you can see like Garlet sort of like he's over it. He's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. While this is happening, can I be doing a close inspection of the books nearby? 
Uh, yes. So that's a, that was what's going on as you're doing these inspections. So um, I'm going to be keeping an eye on them, John. And what I want to do is I want to um, uh, retrieve something heavy nearby that I can whip at Garalad if it need if we need to. Well, okay. I can tell you what's heavy. There's a book. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those. Yeah. Heavy book, one that I can't miss with that will just make him go, ah, like our like the like the plan, right? Sure. I got it. So interestingly enough, there are a lot of books here, a lot of folios, but there are no scrolls. So there's none of those like di- diagonal um uh things that hold scroll work or anything like that. There's none of that. It's uh-huh. all it's all like bound tomes um and you find a number uh, like a lot of interesting things like like a number of tomes you're like holy shit they have this they have wait a sec they have this and um are you just grabbing anything that seems interesting yes and throwing it in the bag okay who is who's the bag holder at this point since this is now i mean somebody with two i can't hold the bag when it's got when we're loading it with stuff somebody else has to take it i i mean i have nothing i can take the bag it takes two hands okay onward's doing that's fine yeah, why can't Avaricios hold the bag? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the um, so okay, so you start shoving. Your hand here. Um, we'll go. We'll go over the the, the important books that you find on Weir. Uh, but uh, there are a number. Like you would be the one that know. Like you'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe they have this one. And you're like, you throw it in. But you find about like fourteen works of exceeding rarity and um and interest. Um, like non-magical things, but but important works, and we'll go through all those later. Um, however, in addition, uh, slotted, uh, basically, it's it's sort of wedged into some of the more famous books, um, it, but it seems to be been forgotten. It's a very slim tome, but it's like calling out to you. It's your it's your book. There it is. Oh, no. It's there. It's slotted. <laughs> Your baby. Love, I feel. <laughs> oh, my spellbook's calling me. Indeed, yes. Um, it is there. And the um, as you continue to look around, you have to go down to another stack. You do find that there is a uh, another tome. Trustees. Uh, yeah. It is c- quite large. And um, um, it is... Uh, exotic has like these huge brass clasps clasps around it. It has one of those like clasps that actually closes the front of the book as well, right? Thick vellum pages um, and uh, a a big deep inset like purple arcane mark that is actually glowing as you kind of pull it out. Um, It looks like something that's way beyond like Trestes Ken for one thing. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, And uh, the the ostentatiousness of it, but not the ostentatiousness, it's actually not ostentatious. It's actually like tastefully uh, displaying its wealth, like its quality, lines up exactly with Isocritus's fashion that he's wearing. Um, however, <laughs> fuck this guy. Yes, <laughs> that book. That book you find, you're like, oh, this looks good. You're like, I think I know what this is. It's right next to um, a very rare. In fact, it's the only one you've seen so far. An empty slot, a large empty slot. And uh, as you realize that, Gorand, you immediately see, um, you see that uh, uh, Isocritus, but not Garalad, is coming back to that exact spot with his book. Okay. okay. So what you're saying, just so I'm clear, is that the slot that he took the book he was reviewing from had his own spell book next to it. Yes. Correct. So if I were to take the spell book, he would probably notice his absence. 
Yes. Yes. If he were uh, yeah. Now, here's the next question, guys. It's a real quick question. How fast can we move out of this room <laughs> with this shit? Wait, 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 I wait, think wait, we wait. should get the, the, the last ball and fucking hoof it right now. And then wait, throw, wait, wait. We throw, want... throw a book at him. We want that book that he was just marking up. Yeah. We want the stuff that he knows. So put the yeah. spell book back. Wait till he puts this back. Then we get both books and the ball, and then we book it. Do you remember yeah, what he's Eusebio getting, told you why he was there? Yeah. Yeah, he's looking yeah. for the regalia. Yes. So I do think we should get that book. The one thing I'll say is I think he's probably going to take his spell book back. Which is a fair trade. That regalia book is probably more valuable. The regalia is more valuable for sure. To us. Is, now, hear me out. Hear me out. John, if I were to take another book from the shelf and put no. it where his spell book was. No. No, no, no. Just for a second. Just for a second. So that standing nearby when he replaced this book i could snatch it and run would that be possible <laughs> uh, well you could snatch it and run no matter what uh, but are you saying like would you deceive him into thinking that it was his book for a second probably trying to try. probably i mean to be it's probably an awesome not. idea but to be fair like he knows his book right and he, like he's gonna be okay. looking like right next, at that slot yes. next yeah. next pitch next pitch mike oh, it's geez. time to it's time to heave your book at Isocritus's fucking head. So he drops the book he's carrying and gets attacked by all these ghouls. Can I, can I just say, David, remember what you were saying earlier, which was get in, get the book, <laughs> get out. Right. You guys you guys said you wanted the fancy book. Regard Right now, getting that. So, yeah, he puts it up on the shelf. Risky. He okay. turns around. He walks out. That's when we get it. You take the book. You walk out right Come behind on, him. You're invisible and silent. Keep it simple. Give take, me the take, idol. Give take, me the idol. Take a breath. If you take a breath and count to 10, David, yeah. you, we get both books. Because yeah. he's going to yeah. come back. He's going to put it we up. He's going to walk so we don't away. Get, so he doesn't yeah. walk into the silence. And then we yeah, get you, you, can, you, can, man. you can have your cake and okay. eat it, too, is what you I will. I will give an I, – I'm not sure that you're correct. But I, I here's what I'm going to do. I'm also going to grab a book. Another book. Uh-huh. I'm going to replace his on the shelf. Okay. We're going to move over so that he's not in the silence cone anymore, right? But we're near where we're what twenty feet away, right? You're going to give us away, man. You're going to. What are you talking about? Caroline already like... suspects that we are coming back. No, I put his spellbook back. Okay, I put okay. his spellbook back. Oh. Spell back. Oh, okay, okay. The spell you were back. doing the switcheroo. No switcheroo. We are moving over. Presumably eastward, maybe where the glass ball is, if y'all want to stow that, so that we are just out of range, so that he doesn't walk into our silence cone. Yeah, absolutely. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. But we're not moving so far that we aren't nearby because we have to watch and be quick if we're actually going to try to take his book. Right. Now, in addition to that, I am proposing that we be on the ready in case we want to throw a noise making book at the side of his head. I love that get, idea. Get yeah, monsters okay. on him. Let's yeah. do that. That's gotcha. what I'm okay. saying. Gotcha. Well, uh, gotcha. One one addendum to that. One more thing. Do, yeah. we, do we want uh, do we want the <laughs> monsters active while we're still in there? Because then the monsters are between us and getting out. Well, also David has to be the one to throw the book because then you will become visible. I'll throw and, the book, and then you can make yourself invisible. If I do it, my potion is just gone. 
Yeah, I'll throw the book and be okay. invisible. All right. But you don't have to do that. Let's see if we can get out of this. Let's without... just see what happens. Let's see what happens first. I am going to say okay. a turn has passed while they were conversing yes. over the book and you were going through the stacks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And am no. I visible now? Uh, no. One, okay. one more thing. So oh, no. Mort, <laughs> no, no. This is important, Mike. Yeah. Mort's up at the door. He's watching through the crack. Yeah. He's, he's Garalad and Iso come up. They're talking at the, at the desk. Iso goes back. What's Garalad doing? I'm the only one watching him right now. Uh, okay, yeah, so it's, it's a good point. Yeah, so Garalad is obviously hanging back. He looks like he doesn't enjoy being here, um, but he's okay. he, he's just sort of he's sort of like he's he's watching. Um, Deep breath, David. Yeah, he, he's just hold on. He's watching Isocritus, but he looks like he uh, really detests the robed figures, which is interesting because you know that he has called baboons his children. Right. And that they obviously worship him. Right. But not these okay. baboons. So, not these ones. So Mort, uh, I, have, I have a slight change of plan. Well, hold on. Mort's going to just hang out there at the door. and But if, if Garalad and Iso start coming out, and I, I can't figure out what the guys are doing, my plan is to back up and move down the western corridor of that intersection gotcha yep. no problem it All looks right. like garalad is willing to he's impatient but he is also he's it looks like he doesn't want to leave without isocritus so he's waiting for isocritus okay yeah. great yeah. go ahead david david do you need to say something <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. baby 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 oh my god uh so remember the halflings uh oh uh, yes Mm-mm. Remember the uh, uh, a certain scenario with a dagger. Oh, I'm going to stab this motherfucker in the neck, and it's going to be silent because you have the bubble, and he's going to die at my feet. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. And and Garrett won't fucking know because he won't hear it, and he's in the dark, so Garrett can't see it. And we're going to pilfer his corpse, and we're going to move out, and then Garrett's eventually going to go find his buddy's body. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to fucking kill him. There's no reason not to kill him right now. I'm killing him. I mean, I'm waiting for him. (laughs) (laughs) David, I was actually going to suggest this a while ago, but I didn't want to turn you on that much. I'm a little concerned right now. I have have, have both my dagger and it's also coded with mortality because we all code our daggers with mortality. And I'm waiting there to silently slip it into his neck when he approaches to return the book. Okay. And Uh, the plan is... Oh, Isocritus. Not Garalad. Isocritus. No, Isocritus. Isocritus. Well, let me pitch this. I'm going to counter your pitch with another pitch. That mortality potion, it decreases its uh, viability every time you you get to use it two times. The first time, it's really, really potent with a a difficult save. The second time, it's much less. If you wait and and stab Garalad in the neck, who's who's a dick... Isocritus may have all kinds of information that we might be able to get out. I want to kill him. David, David wants the bird in the hand. I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> beat you up. Not, not, not only that, but like it, it solves the issue of us potentially getting like trapped and caught here because he dies silently in the dark. Okay. And all that remains is Garalad, who could also potentially be stabbed as well. It is the cleanest exit that we have, killing him silently as he comes okay, okay. over. So I, I I'm going to go should. pee while David gets this killed. I'll be right back. You guys keep doing this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Even, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so, John, again, same same concept. Mm-hmm. Sitting sitting still, not making a noise. Mm-hmm. Back of the neck. While and, he's putting his book back? 
Is that well, what he's putting his book back? Okay. Have you well, taken he's, he's, his? Have you yeah. taken his spell book? No. No. I've no. put his spell book back, so yeah. nothing's suspicious. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Here's what I'm thinking, at least. You guys, silence bubble. I'm not moving. Silence bubble just outside of his range, five feet away. When you see blood from his throat, you move forward immediately so that any noise he makes is silence. So he's going to gurgle for a second and he's going to be dead, right? If you are already there and silent, he will maybe be alerted to the fact that there's silence. So you're basically looking for, for like the minute something happens in his neck, you're going to move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Goran is going to have to, but I, I think yeah. he would have the instinct to do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing. So I'm basically waiting for him to replace the book because his spell book's back. Nothing suspicious, John. Yeah. I want him to walk up. I'm just standing there quietly. Yeah. And I'm going to flip it in his neck. Okay. Got it. Okay. Ted? Uh, can Mort, through the continual light and into the darkness, can Mort see the heat signature of Isocritus? Uh, sixty feet away. So yes, in range. yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. So he'll when when Onweir suddenly appears as a heat signature, Mort will know what that what's going down. Basically, yes, that's true. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. Yeah, and, fine. And, and to and to be clear, because my invisibility will go away the minute I stab him, but I'm in the dark, so Garalad yeah. can't see me. I'm going to re-engage. Laryl's cloak. So in that, in fact, what will happen is I will become visible the minute my knife goes through his throat, mm-hmm. and then you guys have to move forward with the silent spell. That's the clue, right? Okay. Because you're you're just you're just a couple feet out of range of him being silent, so that he isn't alerted to it. Mike, you were right. here, but basically that's what's happening. So okay, you'll yeah. see, you'll move forward. I'll be silent. I'll reignite. I'll reignite invisibility. We'll take both books. We'll loot his corpse. We'll get the fuck out of here. Well, we we, we got to grab that ball. We want. The what are you ball. doing? Oh about, no, we'll grab the ball too. Yeah. What are you doing that's, about Garrett? Don't know yet. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's let's kill Isocritus and see what happens. Maybe I might we... silently kill Garalad yeah. too if this goes well. Okay. Garalad's on, on my neck. All right, let's execute this. Okay, so yeah. uh, I got it. So uh, Isocritus moves up deep into the stacks. You bring out your dagger, coated with mortality, and uh, you uh, you step up to him and you slip it into his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, let me just check. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe That's I don't need the uh, book afterwards. Guys. Okay. After all, guys. So here's, here's how it goes <laughs> down. All right. So you, you, slip, go off now. You, you slip it into his neck. Okay. His eyes go wide. Right. He does gurgle briefly. In that split second, when you, you guys know that you need to move up so the silence um, encompasses, but that gurgle sort of goes for a second. Right. At that moment, all of like the the little baboon cubs that are sort of hopping around, right? They immediately stop where they are, and they as one, like as if there's like a, some sort of hive mind. They all like, and they look right at you guys, okay? And you hear one of them, the one that's closest to you. We'll say it's like sort of hanging like on the stack where the where the where the books are that you're pulling, um, where that he's reinserting. Um, looks down and just like a little chirping voice says, "Need new." That's real quiet. Just says need new. It's like the first sound, like the real sound that you've actually heard. Um, and then, as you step forward, uh, Evaristios, with the um, with the silence, it encompasses, right, and everything goes quiet again. But you hear off, like um, beyond your silence, like deeper into the stacks to the east or west, right? Like you're basically like in the middle now, on where that's like sort of like where the um, where the book was, like in the middle of the room. 
in the near the back. Um, to the east and west, and it's beyond your silence. You can hear need new, need new, need new, need new, need new. Um, and it, it, like you can hear it from the from like all these little baboon cubs. It's like very very strange. You're like what? Um, at the same time, Garalad like whips up his head and looks around um, and like a little bit terrified. And then he looks around and he's like. And he's like, by the gods. And you see the 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 six figures, the six monk figures, they all they all just go they they're like kind of hunched over, right? They 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 never move. They all just go and they, they basically sag and like fall out of their chairs onto the ground just and they sprawl out like like inanimate, apparently dead. You're not really sure what's happening before. Um uh Isocrates, you like gently like lowered to the ground as you're like rifling through him, right? Um, you've reactivated your cloak again, correct? Yep. Okay, so that's right here. Okay, that's actually convenient for me. Um, uh, books in the bag, books in the bag, books in the bag. Books in the bag, yeah, all the books in the bag. So you're invisible. Everyone's still invisible and everyone's still quiet, correct? Yes. Yeah. No. Yep. Okay. No. Uh, and remember, bag has two hands. Uh, Two-handed sack. Yeah, I, so I'm two-handed it. Yeah. You, so uh, Garalad actually, he actually breathed out, like in real words, he said, by the gods. And then you hear the, the 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 little baboons like in the stacks. They actually whip their heads around towards Garlad, and they go known 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 known. And you hear no no known known need new need new need new known need new. And Ger- you see Garlad go fuck. He actually like swear he's like fuck. And you hear like the baboons they they they, they go fuck fuck known known no no known need new need new need new and they start to like um actually coalesce and they start to move towards like as a group like they hop down from the stacks and start to sort of and they're like cute little baboon cubs right but they start to like sort of crawl towards uh past the basalt pillars towards garalad and garalad's like no no isocritus he goes isocritus i am out of here i don't know what's going on but something's going on and i gotta go and you hear like you you hear the uh, baboon go, go isocritus known known need new need new um and they, they start to repeat sort of what he said but every word they followed up with known known need new need new um and then garalad like basically um basically bolts out the door um and Love you it. you can uh more at this point whenever you that's your trigger to like go west when you head yeah. west down that corridor more you can here, actually, you would probably see right before you go, you could also see that Garlet actually pulls out, like, a key. And he is um, quickly, like, going to, like, lock the door. I thought Isocritus had a key. He did. Okay, okay. So we still have an access to a key. That's all right. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so, yeah, I'll keep around the corner, and I'm pulling Pin out, and uh, if forced to, I will fight Garlet, but I prefer to hide. Okay, so Garlet has no idea that you're there. So he locks the door. You see him shake his head, and he's like swearing to himself. Um, but he's, but, uh, uh, but he, what would he do? I think he's actually gonna go back. So he's gonna actually go through the doors that he came through to the east and shut that door right. behind him. He's going to hide in bed, baby. I get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. a long day. yeah. Uh, we gotta get out of here, man. Okay. Dude, this okay. is about okay. to go pear shaped okay. real bad. John, what's yeah. on what's on Isocritus? Hmm? What's on Isocritus? Yeah, what can I get it from him? Okay, so I took the ancient book and his spell book as well. He has a beautiful set of clothes. Like you will Dang be the height of fashion if you want him. <laughs> yeah. Stupid, no, dude. Come on. Uh, Y'all can't see me. Let's go. Okay, he has. <laughs> he has a dagger um, that is sheathed, but you can see that the dagger blade itself is too small to fully fit 
into that sheath. The sheath is a cool. little bit longer than the dagger blade itself. All right, um, taking it. He has a staff, which seems to be relatively plain wood, but well taking made. Um, he has a ring. Um, he has a wand, which is actually uh, freezing cold to the touch and uh, rhymed with frost. Yes. Yeah. Um, he has two potions. Uh, although one, you can't really tell it's a potion, but you have a feeling it is because it is a vial that seems to be relatively empty. Ooh, um, invisibility potion. Can I have that, guys, just in case mine runs out? Sure, I'll pass it to you. That yeah. appears to be what is on him. Okay. Now, okay. as you're kind of looting his body, stripping off his clothes and stuffing it all into the bag and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, the uh, the baboon cubs have uh, they went up to the door that exited the room, like known, known, Isocritus, known, need new, need new. And they turned back to you, um, and uh, they look to be like like they they look like they're looking for you, like they saw you briefly, and now they can't find you, and so you just hear like need need new, need new, need. It's like gets quieter and quieter mm -hmm. until they basically mm -hmm. like start to scatter away and they hop back up into the stacks. And every once in a while, like they bump into you, but they don't. But they're now they're quiet again. So now everything's like super quiet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is, um, <sighs> was there such a good key on Isocritus? Say again. Oh yeah, the key. Key oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. There's a key to the door. I'm sorry okay. about that. Maybe <laughs> nervous. Yeah. Our, we never found our okay. golden rod, right? Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I should have told you that when you were opening the doors. I just forgot because it was something that wasn't in the module because it was stolen from you in our, in our adventures. But, um, yes, your your golden rod is there. And also, what was in the drawer as well is your good old friend, the black light torch. My torch. Oh, baby! Is my hands still clutching it? I was going to say, is his hand attached to it? It has to be, right? It is. Yeah, so... My hand is there! There you go, get a regeneration spell. You can get your hand back, man. So it looks like some sort of magical effect was put onto the hand itself, so it became like sort of like a monkey paw, right? So like the end of it has been sewn shut to be like this. That's a little like little... Not a sphincter, but you know, like it's been like tightly, <laughs> tightly wrapped. With a hand sphincter. You know what I mean? But it's hold on. But it's also been withered to it. Actually, looks like like a like a brown wizened <sighs> monkey's paw. You know what I mean? Around uh -huh. like this big fuck off bronze torch. You know what I mean? Does this mean he could use it without it being attached to him because he's touching his old hand rather than the torch itself? It's only, uh, only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. Oh shit! All right, all right. So we got that. Okay. Well, you don't have. Um, do you yeah, touch the gotta... torch? Go ahead, on where? No, he needs two hands to carry the sack. Open the sack. Let's loop some string around it. Not touching it. We can loop some string yeah. around it. Pull it tight. Drop it in the bag. Okay. Give it to Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. So you are a torchbearer, John. John, now that we have. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't. I don't want to cut this, but since it's getting late, now that now that we we there's the glass globe. Is there any other like no, now that we have a little bit of time to look around? Is there any other notable stuff that we could take from this place? Uh, yeah. There hey, is. David, please don't think that we have a lot of time because Garlad is probably going to get help. He's not. He just, no, 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 dude. He went to his. He went to his bedroom. Yeah. He literally went to his bedroom. I'm not, not saying we have a lot of time. Of time. I'm, yeah. I'm saying we have time. I'm saying we have a couple turns, which is more than enough to look around. You took another potion, right? I have three more turns of invisibility. 
it's okay actually because I, I misread so the um there's a ton of stuff but you basically got it all so you okay. got those those 14 books you have isocritus's spell book the one that was on the blotter okay the the, the one that was on the blotter previous that was trusty's spell book oh okay you have trusty uh, which one the oh, one that was on, on the, the blotter the... yeah the, okay uh then you have um uh, your own okay you have the black light torch you have the golden rod um i, I assume you're going to attempt to get the 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 glass uh, not a ball but a disco sort of like a, a hemisphere sort of thing but yeah. you need to two of you need to carry that out it cannot be put in the bag you all have um, to carry that though. yeah the 14 yeah. books um and all of the stuff that was on isocritus himself and then yep uh uh what was i going to say um uh i think that's it that's it right yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's get go, that guys. thing. All right. Uh, so let's, Gorin, let's, yeah. Gorin, you and I can carry it. I can carry with a hook. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do it. it. All right. Let's so get out of here. We are like way past time. So I think this is actually Who's a good place, it, to, baby? Who's to, place, place to stop it. Is like we'll have you carry. Who, who's carrying the um the globe? Avaricios and Gorin. Okay. Cool. So you're gonna lug it out the door and um just generally. So you can actually let the audience and me know, um, is your plan just to basically backtrack as fast as you possibly can? Yes. As fast as we can. And plunder out of there. As fast as we can. Yes. Okay. We, now, you know that want, Cisco, to... Cisco called his baboons to him in that general direction, right? Yeah, but yes. they all went north to go to the uh, lab. That's what yeah. you assume. Yeah, that was the order given. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they're actually out of the way. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> that was great. Oh Onweer strikes again. Oh my gosh. His last assassin maneuver without spells. <laughs> you know, I kind of, part of me thinks that the minute I start using my spell book, all the magic will go. And maybe I should just put it all in a bank and keep with my dagger. My maybe dagger. Yeah, switch to maybe that's badass. Maybe you can do multi-class. So we'll see what the consequences are of actually killing, of, of killing Isocritus, right? Um, uh, we laughed about it, but Ted's not wrong. Like that was a, that was a straight up murder because you had no real reason to believe that Isocritus was like a bad man. He was dealing with bad people. You know, nukes to uh, insurgents is like a nice guy. You're, you're right. You're yeah, right. Okay. You're right. I'm just you saying know, like if you, if you stood, <laughs> if you stood, if you stood Isocritus next to Garalad, it would be very obvious what the, you know, like the worst person was, you know, that's so, so all I'm sure, saying. Sure, sure. Yeah. Garalad is like chaotic evil, but if Isocritus is watching Garalad mind manipulate entire groups of human beings to harm themselves, he's an evil dude. He's not a good guy I murdered. I, I killed Big Bad. That's all. That's all yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you to feel guilty. I'm just saying that there right. might be consequences. What do you, you care know. anyway? Um, it's not like you've got a moral compass to worry about. It's, it's similar to, <laughs> in my mind, it's similar to the... Is lawful good. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you never Sorry, know how it would have fallen, fallen away. I'm just saying like, sure. it's similar to the death of an Aximander. And that um, sure, these are knowledgeable men, and their yeah. knowledge has uh, poof yeah, not away anymore. with them. The um, so the book that you I also assume that you took this one, of course, was the book that he was actually talking right. to Garrett about. Um, yeah. That book is titled. We'll end it here. Is called the Deeds of Marius Tricotor. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh yes. A name yes, yes, yes. hallowed in the halls of Arcant of Arcantos as the greatest conqueror in the empire's history, the one that actually uh, settled Ardenvul for the Archontians uh, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. And oh. the, the, the regalia was supposed to be tied to him, right? That's what sort of like they found out, right? Um, yeah. So we will leave it there. That was some, that was some good shit right there. Whoa, man. <laughs> Whew.
Yeah. All I'm right. sweating. My heart was pounding. Whew. All right. It's Holy late. Yeah. Cow. So uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. You have been watching 3D6 down the line. The snatch and grab is complete. We'll see if they can actually get back to safety with all of that juicy, juicy stuff. So thank you everyone for watching. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to check out the new website at 3D6downtheline.com. And please spread the word. And we will see you all next time. Enjoy your week, everybody. Take care. Thanks so much, Bye, John. Guys. Bye, guys. Yeah, thanks, John.